Why, hello everybody, and welcome to Hardcore Heroes. How are you guys doing this fine sun Saturday morning? I'm doing pretty well. Um, my birthday was on the 11th, so I've had a weird week um, of like leaving work a little early, going out to dinner with these people, leaving work a little early, going to dinner with these people. Nice. Well, <laughs> happy like birthday. Definitely was my brother giving me his hand-me-down um, streaming laptop. So I've been hitting the, I've been trying out the streaming thing. It's been fun. Nice. What have you been playing? Um, I've, I've been doing some campaign building of my own here for mm -hmm. my homebrew and also started Final Fantasy Origins last night. Uh, I'm going to play through the whole series, the numbered series, 1 through 15, because I've always enjoyed Final Fantasy and I've always wanted to play them, but never really had a reason to. And now I have an artificial one. That's gonna. That's a long project. It is. It is. But I also need things to do when I'm just bored and sitting around. Because I'm an accountant and I don't go out and drink heavily anymore. <laughs> All right. Are you gonna start? Are you gonna do them in order, or are you going to bop around? I am. My my intention is to start with Final Fantasy One, two, three, four, five, all the way down to fifteen eventually when it comes out. One is hard. Yeah, yeah. That is hard. I turned it on to just kind of make sure it worked before I went out and just immediately died to goblins. Yeah. Immediately, yeah. like first encounter. I was like, I need equipment or something. Yeah, especially since the, the targeting doesn't... If you kill, if all four of your people target one goblin and it dies, your other attacks just miss. That is one thing that is nice about the remake that I found. I, I'm playing Final Fantasy Origins because it turns out I couldn't find a way to make my NES like captured well. So mm. I'm not playing the NES version. Um, so I, I found the the PlayStation One like remake, and they changed that, so that it'll automatically adjust your targeting. Oh, thank God! That yeah. was the most frustrating thing ever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what Sorry, about tactics? I tried to watch your stream. Sorry, I tried to watch your stream, but you didn't have the vods turned on, so I couldn't see the videos. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I I have I have corrected that. Nice. Uh, okay. They are, they are turned on and also on YouTube. Nice. Or at least the last couple are. Are you going to play Tactics and Mystic Quest? Um, I will definitely play Tactics because I love Final Fantasy Tactics. Um, and I know you do too. Uh, but uh, Final Fantasy Tactics is one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. Mystic Quest, I don't know. Probably not. What about, uh, what about Crystal Chronicles? Uh, no. I'm firmly in the, in the no on the... <laughs> Crystal Chronicles is a good game. It's fine. It's fine. I like that game, yeah. That yeah, good. that... that was... It was like the offshoot game, and I it was the only one that I liked as a kid. I didn't like any other Final Fantasy. Oh, yeah. And I was the it. only person in the world who was like that. So I was like the perfect age when Final Fantasy X came out. It hit all of the boxes for me. And, and like it had, it had all kinds of problems when I went and replayed it again. But it's still like nostalgia, like my, my like introduction to kind of the computer RPG. No, Final Fantasy VII was that one. Mm. That was everyone's first Final Fantasy, right? Mm-mm. Yeah, the other old, but Final Fantasy VII was the that was the it was the first one on PlayStation, right? Are, are you the Final Fantasy VI fan, Neil? I am. Final yeah. Fantasy VI is where it's at. People it's saying nine in the chat. That guy had a fucking tail. That was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> was stupid. That's true. Nine had I the addictive card game though. No, no, the card game in eight was better. Myself. Uh, all right. Well, Sean, what's up with you? Uh, I have done nothing this entire week. The only thing I've... I, I might be DMing for the first time in months next weekend. Mm. Yeah, I haven't done that in ages, but I'm getting pretty excited about that. Nice. But otherwise, I have... Yeah, I have not done anything productive over the last week, which I guess is kind of the point when you first go on to summer break. Yeah. yeah. 
Cool. Very cool. Are you doing your game in person with friends or online? Uh, it's online because you know we're all going to different colleges. Right. What system? What edition? <laughs> um, I don't know. Probably just going to run second edition again. That's that's what we all started on, and I think like after just about like we haven't played in about a year at this point, so I think we're all just going to kind of get back together and start on a system that we're all familiar with. It better be second. <laughs> okay. Like my other back. options are basic, or I don't. I don't like third. I don't really like fit. I, I hate fifth. I I don't have that many options. Fourth edition, <laughs> man, the best edition. What? Fourth is great if you just want tabletop XCOM. <laughs> yeah. Five isn't five isn't that bad. When you say basic, are you talking like the white box, the pink box? Uh, not white box. Swords and sorcery is uh, what I usually wind up going with, just because it's, or it might be swords and wizardry, but it, it's um, a basic D and D clone that has much better formatting than the original books. Because I tried reading the original, like the actual original basic D and D books, and the formatting gave me a headache. <laughs> so badly put together. <laughs> what about you? You sound like a marketing major. Ah, the formatting. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Nick? Um. Well, I've been in work, been pretty busy, and now I've got next week off because I've got an exam coming up at the end of the month, so I'm just going to be sit, sitting in and this... trying to make myself read these fucking finance books. But Which exam number is this? This is CFA level two. Out of three? Three, yeah. Uh, this means you did pass your previous exams, right? Yeah, I passed level one. Okay. But those are really just let it slide. If you fail, you just get to take it. <laughs> it's just really, it's just really shit and hard. I don't know. I'm sure thing. everybody says an exam has does an exam says that, but it's like six textbooks, like a thousand pages each, and I'm meant to be learning that in six months while working. It's just like fuck. Well, I know your educational system isn't up to our American standards, so well, welcome. <laughs> it's actually an, yeah, it's an American exam. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, um, where did we leave off last week? Does anyone remember what we did? I do. Uh, yeah, maybe I should. I, I think I have like significantly less experience than everyone else. Yeah, let's go for it, man. Do a recap. Get that 200 recap. Yeah, so the party started uh, last session after a narrow encounter with uh, some giant spiders who poisoned two party members. But shortly afterwards, they decided to traipse around the hills looking around for um, those spiders or just the dangers that were taking travelers off the roads. But they also heard a rumor about uh, taxes, hundreds and hundreds worth of platinum having been stolen uh, from a tax cart heading out to heading out from Hillsborough to Clydesdale. Mm -hmm. And the party thought, all right, as long as we're out there, we should look around, see if we can find those taxes. Uh, they hired three dwarves to go out into the mountains with them. They encountered a group of hobgoblins who they slaughtered most heroically. Uh... And then after, did we just go straight to the ogres after that? We captured uh, yeah. a hobgoblin. Captured. Oh, yeah, we, we, inter we interrogated him and then went to yeah. the ogres. Yeah, we interrogated a hobgoblin before uh, heroically slaughtering him as well. <laughs> and after getting <laughs> location of some ogres, we uh, traipsed around the hills a little bit more until coming to a cave uh, with a number of chests inside. And one of them had the hundreds worth of platinum that we assumed to be the taxes. So Malachi, with his potion of vitality still kicking... Uh, memorized invisibility something like eight times that day and cast it on the whole party. And some dwarves uh, create a distraction while invisible so that the rest of the party could go in and try and take the chest. Uh, unfortunately, one of the dwarves made an attack. I think he threw a rock and wound up uh, breaking his invisibility. The rest of the ogre spotted him. He got impaled by a spear 
Uh, the other dwarves went into a fury and began attacking this ogre. Uh, Malachi and Van Helsing went into their to assist them in that combat, while Croak stayed in the cave and began looting platinum slowly, one piece at a time, the entirety of the fight. <laughs> and uh, then the, uh, the ogre chieftain might scared everyone off. Yeah, so we killed the first ogre, and then the uh, the one who was sitting in the cave just chucked a spear all the way out, hit Van Helsing in the gut, almost killed him from 18 health. That was scary. And yeah, he just he ran off, narrowly avoided a second spear that got chucked at him. And after that, yeah, we just uh, Van Helsing went back to town. Croak managed to finish stealing all of the gold from the cave without being spotted. Not all of it. Not all of it, but managed to steal something. I filled gold. my bag up. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, he and Malachi stuck around to see if they could find the ogre chieftain. As, or sorry, he stuck around to see if more ogres would come. And if not, they were considering doing something about the ogres and taking the whole chest with them. But reinforcements arrived for the ogres the next morning, and they decided to just fuck off and go to town with the rest of us. Am I right in remembering now that the the ogres that came to the cave, one of them was even more big and strong than the big and strong one that tried to kill Van? He yes. had a double-edged sword. He had a double-handed sword. Yes. Shit. All right. It's okay. He just does plus ten damage instead of plus six. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we back in town. Croak has given a platinum piece to the sheriff, who said he yes. would come look in. Uh, she would come looking. They would come he, looking. He was gonna set up a meeting between me and the Baron. Right. Yeah, he said he would come collect you from the tavern. I think. Yes. So, the next morning rolls around, and into the tavern steps the sheriff, who you have since heard is named Nancy. Kel Nancy, because she's a knight. She's uh, in her 50s, maybe. About 5'4", 147 pounds. She wears chainmail with a spear and a hand axe. Um, yeah. So, she comes into the tavern looks around, spots you, Croak, walks over and says, the Baron would like to see you now. Excellent, excellent. I've been expecting that. Um, is it alright if I bring my men along? Uh, this here is Malachi, the wizard, and uh, Mr. Van Helsing, a cleric of cheese. They're uh, my uh, friends as we party through the wilderness. The knight turns and gives a slight bow to the cleric of cheese. Yep. Uh, I bow back and say, I wasn't aware you'd already uh, set up a meeting for us. Croak? I would tend to work quickly, Van. I think time is of the essence. I can appreciate the efficiency. Uh, actually, Neil, right there on the spot, I heal myself up to five times if need be. <laughs> <laughs> just in front of the knight, just like, oh, oh. <laughs> just like, just like, so I like, wait one second I'm in intense pain right here and I rolled d8 uh, that puts me up to 12 HP roll another d8 that puts me up to 13 I have 22 max so I have 9 more health I need to get alright wow. that's good enough I'm at 21 HP alright well the... I appreciate the show as much as the next <laughs> man Van but uh, let's, let's not himself. keep the Baron waiting I intend to have a conversation with him Van just heals himself for three minutes straight. It's <laughs> <laughs> the night watches with interest, uh, but says not. Is she aroused much. by this beautiful man touching himself? 
he like lifts up his shirt and there's this like gaping wound uh, like from the spear where it struck him but then he like knits it all up and instead there's a six pack where it once was (laughs) (laughs) pupils dilate all right just a little bit (laughs) um yeah and she leads the way to the keep which is centered in the middle of town you is this the next day now? This right. is the next day. So you Make can sure all... I get, I've done another day of uh, studying through the night. Ooh. Ooh. Let's see where that puts us. I'm so excited for you to learn all of the spells and get to like level four or five. Well, I'm level four now. I've only got two more spells to learn, and then I'm going to... We need to... And then you need to cast like a thousand like magic missiles or something. Yeah. I'm going right. to talk to you, Croak. We need to acquire a new spellbook. Uh, you learn forget. All right, nice. So I'll, I'll start on spectral hand for the next day. On spectral hand? Yes. And that's a first level spell? Or uh, second? second level, I think. I'm not sure, though. Let me check. And I think it's been 36 hours since I drank the potion. Yeah, you still got like four more days, I think. Nothing more than that. It's only been 36 hours, right? We, I drank it. We went to sleep that night. Yeah. Got up the next day, adventured, started been yeah, 24. The whole session was one day. Yeah, and then we slept again, so it's been a day and a half. God. Okay, yeah, like five days. Yeah, I think we were planning to spend an extra day on the wilderness because Van wanted to rememorize spells, but then we were just like, fuck it, let's just run in there and start killing stuff. Yeah. Well, fuck it, we have infinite wizard spells. Yeah. What's your chance to learn? Second level. Uh, 75, I think. Okay. That means you were yeah, close. 75, yeah. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you guys all arrive at the Baron's Keep. You have taken in through the gate, past some guards, and into a meeting hall. So, as we arrived in the meeting hall, we're being led by this like sheriff, right? And I've mm-hmm. been the one talking and introducing. I want to do what I can to walk like a step ahead of Malachi and Van. I want people to not immediately see a cleric of cheese and go, "This is clearly the face of the party." Like I'm doing everything I can to like get myself out as the the leader. All right. That will... <laughs> um, you guys arrive. There's the Baron, Wily Deep Hill. He is a dwarf. Wily Deep Hill is his name. Oh, that's way better. Okay. Okay, you just had to upset the dwarves. He (laughs) is 3'7", 83 pounds. um, And he sits on his dwarf-sized chair, drumming his fingers on the armrest. Behind him are two more dwarves. Um... (laughs) <laughs> once he's hired. <laughs> it's Redbeard and Brownbeard the first. Uh, I'm sorry, it's a it's not two more dwarves. It's it's one dwarf dressed in heavy armor and a human that looks maybe like a, a court wizard. In fact you would definitely recognize him as the, the arc wizard of this keep. Um and there are eight soldiers kind of spread across the room, like, well out of the way, but still in this area. So you've got the sheriff, um, what seems to be probably the captain of the guard, and the wizard and a bunch of soldiers in the room, just to make sure everything goes according to plan, it seems. 
Um, the Baron waits for you guys all to shuffle in, drums his fingers on the armrests a little bit more, and says, So, you're the people who found our stolen taxes. I am, yes. The, my name is Croak, uh, and this, these are my men here, uh, Malachi, the wizard, and uh, Van, the cleric of Chiefs. Uh, we hail from Shirebrook, adventurers, the three of us. Um, we found that your taxes were stolen by ogres, and we knew that they were a quite stupid race and sought to distract them to steal the, the gold away. Unfortunately, um, the distraction cost uh, Mr. Van a few, many, uh, few too many blows, and we had to retreat before stealing the whole thing. Um, so I came here knowing that we're dealing with at minimum five ogres, but my intelligence tells me that we are dealing with a few more. I propose to you that, well, we know where it is, and uh, here, and I hand him a bag with the, like, 60 remaining platinum pieces and the rest of the coins, and say, this shows our good faith. We intend to return these taxes to you forthwith. We have the ability to lay quite an ambush for these here ogres. If you would lend us a uh, company of longbowmen, uh, we should be able to finish this job up fairly quickly. And I'm here to request that uh, you would lend me as such to aid me in finishing off these ogres and returning your taxes. Ben gives Croak a really confused look but doesn't say anything at this point. Like, he, he just kind of takes over in the party conversations. Man's like, wait, what? <laughs> Excellent. I was planning on doing just that. Unfortunately, we do not have any archers around here, but I can offer mm. you my two knights, two of my knights, and 20 men. Twenty. Uh, Van Kennis. Do you not have any uh, heavy crossbowmen? I know they're easy to train. Mm. Our city watch has a different weapon of choice. Uh, the heavy crossbowmen are easy to train indeed, but times are tough, and heavy crossbows are expensive. Our men okay. use slings. Slings. Oh, Tell me, man, I'm not much up on my tales of the, the gods, but was there not a tale of a small man who felled a giant with a sling? The dwarf nods, slowly. Yeah. Uh, Van kind of speaks up at this point. He just kind of walks. He takes a step forward and he says, uh, yes, I'd be more than happy to speak to you about preparing for battle. I did our uh, our wizard here, and I kind of like uh, sort of not uh, I make a gesture back to Malachi. And I say, my lord, he, he helped us sneak in in the first place by casting invisibility on the party, but uh, we we ended up being engaged in combat, and I did fight the ogre, so I could give you some helpful tactical information in that regard. Oh no, we'll be there to lead him. I'm just, we're just looking for a company of men, Van. We don't need them to step in and do this for us. Excellent, says the dwarf. Um, my men will meet you at your inn, he says with a little bit of disdain in his voice, in a few hours. Tell them to bring some slings and a heavy sword, and we'll, we'll make the best of it. Um, Mr. Uh, Baron, uh, excuse the... the the time here, I do have a bit of wealth. 
uh, myself. Perhaps uh, I could equip your men with uh, some crossbows. Do we have the means to, to uh, procure them around here? Hmm. He strokes his chin for a little bit. I don't know if there are any on hand with any of these smiths. But they could certainly be imported. Hmm. Are I just, these I gifts... don't want to needlessly waste life by getting too close to these uh, ogres. Mr. Van here can tell you firsthand how much that hurts. Yes, that's what I wanted to speak to you about. Those ogres, they don't hold punches. I, You can tell I'm, I'm a hardy man. I have quite a bit of constitution to me, but <laughs> uh, a single blow from that ogre spear punched directly through my stomach, and I kind of like... I assume that everything's knitted back together, but it still like has a little bit of a scar that hasn't gone away yet. Mm -hmm. There's like a big scar that probably comes out the backside. And I say, this came from a spear throw well over 100 yards away. These ogres are not to be trifled with. If they can be taken out from a distance, that would be by far the best solution that we have. These crossbow gifts that you would be making to the barony. Yes. Uh, you can afford how many? Um, Croak quickly opens up a ledger and begins not reading it. Um, <laughs> but it says player's handbook on it. Wait, do you have a ledger? No. <laughs> okay, that's that to say. I was, I was wondering if that was a real thing for a second. I, I don't even think crossbows are that much better than slings against Ogus. Slings do d6 plus one. I think they do d6 plus one? Against I think slings are actually better because they don't fire every other round like a crossbow does. I, yeah, I think in base second edition, that is the tr truth. Okay. Maybe wow. we just stick with slings then. Yeah, it's... I was trying to get something heavy to like kill him. Yeah, I think you need I... combat and tactics crossbows to be effective. I speak. They're to... fifty gold each, and I have up to like a thousand, eighteen hundred, eighteen fifty gold. So like, holy shit! How? Lots of crossbows. How is a heavy crossbow cheaper than a short uh, than a longbow? Longbows, because heavy crossbows are simple. You bend some wood, put some iron in place. They're meant to be mass produced. Longbows, while they're they're not very difficult, they're finesse. You have to have mm. like wood carving like yep. skill to make them, as okay. opposed to just some dude bending some wood and strapping some iron on it. They they okay. usually have to make them out of a special type of wood because the springiness of it is what matters. That's yeah, why they that's used to true. grow uh, yew trees out in monasteries in England. Mm. Okay. Explains it. But um okay, I, so I say I guess well, we throw. discuss it with the Baron for some time and just decide we well, think slings will be effective well, enough. I, I um I say, Croak, perhaps we could look into investing in some short bows. I understand your men are not archers, Baron, but I recently took up a bow for the first time in my life and I was amazed at how natural it felt and I kind of indicate the long bows. <laughs> and you, you trained under a master of his craft though in Mr. Corny, and I fear we don't have such <laughs> a master to for, train men in such a short time. For a number of hours, Croak. I assumed it was like a couple days. These taxes need to be recovered quickly. Clydesdale think, needs their payment. We leave I today. Think the slings will do just fine, my lord. We leave today. Malachi has got a long uh, Have them meet me and my man. Um, we'll be at the walls at, in like three hours or two hours if you can muster them in that time. And we will lead them to the ogres and return this uh, with your taxes for you. Hmm. 
I hope you live through it. Uh, oh, I'm a hard one to kill, Mr. Baron. The sheriff leads the way out. Neil, I've been watching the wizard through that entire conversation. What does it look? What does he look like? What did he do? The wizard is a fairly young human. Uh, where are my notes? Okay. Uh, yeah, he's about 5'11", 170 pounds, um, in his early 20s. Okay. Uh, he seemed to be just standing by, nodding, then staying, staying very still, just kind of watching the conversation. Um, and then... As we're walking out, mm-hmm. I cast Detect Magic under my breath and just glance over my shoulder back at the Baron and the Wizard. You're not, you can't cast while walking, you'd have to stop and cast a spell. But you can do, absolutely. Yeah, 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 it's all right. I turn around to walk away, cast a spell, and then go to walk off and then look over my shoulder. Okay. Um, I think you actually need to stop and concentrate. I know what you're trying to do, and I don't think it can be done. Can he do it during, like, Croak's formalities? Right? Wait, wait, does, um... Croak's I mean, sitting there like, yes, thank you, Mr. Baron. We'll meet you in the last couple of hours. And, like, Malachi is smart enough to know the conversation's coming to an end. He can just, like, mumble it there, cast well, it, I, like, look and turn away. I'd be more worried about the somatic components if Detect Magic has any. It does. Verbal and somatic. Yeah. I'm not that bothered about him knowing. I'm just trying not to make it glaringly obvious. If you know what I mean. I'm just trying to make it subtle. Yeah. But in a room filled with guards, uh, I think they all notice pretty quickly. Um, okay. start casting then... a spell. Hold on, so you start casting Detect Magic on your way out. Well, bye, Malachi. Um, <laughs> uh, He's essential to our ambush plan. We need him. Yeah, he is. I think, I think the wizard would recognize it as soon as he started casting it, anyways. Yeah, I mean, it's obvious what it is as soon as he sees my eyes, anyway. Uh, Neil, I'd, I'd say that if I know that I can't do it subtly, then I won't do it, but if you want to rule that I already have, then that's fine. Yeah, there's no way to do it subtly. If you don't want to do it, then that's you don't have to. Yeah, I won't do it if it's not. Yeah. if I can't do it subtly. Yeah, yeah, no subtle ways. Cool. Okay. All right. So we got a couple hours before we're supposed to meet them. When we're let out, um, I want to take some time to find um, that uh, alchemist that uh, Mister Sean was talking to uh, in our previous session. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, did we talk to you about him yet, or did we not get around You did, and I'm not going to buy the poison stuff, I don't think. We have think met we went back to get the vial, course. though, right? Or did we never go back to get the vial from him? We never went back. All right. I'm, I have a different purpose in mind. Um, right. I, um, I offer to show you the way, because I do want to pick up the vial of poison. Absolutely. Yeah, show me the way. Um, when we get there, I, I find the proprietor of the shop, and uh, I ask him, um, I have some... Uh, potent poison that was meant for rats um, left over from a particularly nasty infestation <laughs> that we had to take care of. Um, I was hoping, seeing as I'm about to return thousands upon thousands of money to the, the kingdom, if you would be willing to take that poison and place it on my arrows in a way that would help me take down these ogres. You say to the alchemist? Yes. Hmm. The alchemist uh, takes a look at your poison, takes a sniff at it, asks you, "What? What? What is this particular poison?" Uh, this would be the the nightshade. This is the berries of the nightshade. Hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Gives a nice sniff of it. Says, "Well, uh, 
the application should be done as soon before there's to be fired as possible. Uh, are you planning you on shooting someone in the streets? Hmm. It's a fl fluid. It would roll off the ends of the, the arrows. I, I think you should be well enough on your own to just apply the application. Uh, mm, I, I see. I, I could do that myself. Um, do you have an assistant? Someone to stand by and ready them for you before you fire them? I would be I would be happy to take an assistant. Um, I came to an expert on the matter, such as yourself, because I believed it would be possible to perhaps um, capture the poisonous uh, properties of the liquid, but put them on some kind of firmer, more gel-like, or perhaps uh, thicker substance that would stay on my arrow for some time. It's possible. I could infuse it in some sort of paste, apply paste. it to arrows, and let it bake in the sun. It would probably be a little slower to melt into someone's system, but it would certainly stay on the arrows much longer. Perhaps a little less effective. Uh huh. But poisoned arrows that you could carry could be done. How long would it take to do such a thing? Mm. We're leaving to slay some ogres in a couple of hours. Hours? No, no, no. I, I, I don't even know what paste I would use. Maybe we could use mud. This is an interesting application you have. Hmm. Well, think upon it. Um, for, the, for the time being, I would be happy to employ your uh, assistant to prepare arrows for me when it comes to that time to slay these ogres. Um, I would be happy to pay him a, a fair wage. We'll call it a gold for the day. My assistant. Isn't that what you offered me? Mm-hmm. I... I can't afford to lose my assistant to ogres. Oh, no, no. You see, he will stand next to me, and we will shoot it from afar. I have no intention of walking up into ogre death range. Yes, I'm sure no one wishes to be killed by ogres, but these things do happen. Um, perhaps I could offer you another assistant. And he starts, like, shuffling towards the door with his bent-over back. and goes, I I'm sure there's someone out here that would be willing to... To, to wade into danger for a gold or two? My pokes friend, his head out in the I street. Need somebody starts... that can adequately and quickly apply this. I believe your assistant might be the best way to go about it. He has the knowledge of poison. Perhaps we can negotiate a price that would be satisfying to you. Perhaps uh, 25 gold for one day's worth of rent. That's quite a bit of gold. It is, but as you said, you seem to be quite concerned about losing him. Perhaps we'll say this. I will give you the 25 gold, and if your assistant doesn't return, you can keep all of it. If he does return, we'll consider 15 of that gold a deposit that you can return to me, and the 10 is yours for a single day's worth of losing your assistant. Sounds like a fair deal. Fair indeed. Brutus! Brutus! Get over here! Um, a young boy, maybe 13 years of age, comes stumbling out of the back room. Uh, he's got long, gawky hair. His beard is coming in kind of patchy and unpleasant-like. Uh, he's really lanky, and his voice cracks when he speaks. 
Uh, Hello, Brutus. Uh, it is a pleasure <laughs> to make your acquaintance. My name is Crow, Crow the First. Uh, you will be helping me out today. Uh, I am going ogre hunting and in need of assistance that can quickly and adequately apply poison to these tips of these arrows. Um, and I just sling off my quiver and hand it to him. And I take out the leather gloves from my backpack and this little pouch with, like, less than 21 now because I use some. Uh, 16 poison berries. Mm-hmm. And uh, and just kind of be- – oh, and I hand the 25 gold pieces to uh, the, the proprietor and just kind of begin instructing him as to how it's going to, like, work and, you know, like – Poison arrow, get it to me, fire. Poison arrow, get it to me, fire. And then, uh, yeah, begin walking towards the edge of town once again to get ready for the the men to meet us. He nods and comes along fairly eagerly. Uh, It actually looks like he's excited to do this rather than dreading the potential death. Good. All right. Uh, so you've got Brutus in tow, the three of you, and you all head down towards the walls to wait for the reinforcements. I've got some stuff I want to do. Let's do it. Okay, so I want to um, burn a magic missile into the ground. All right, Just... you magic missile the ground. It takes okay, and then I'm... d4 damage. Oh! 2d4 okay. plus 2. Oh, I'm damage. sorry, 2d4 plus 2. Damn. I walk to the... It's probably near where the alchemist is, but wherever the market's area is. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to burn my detect magic and see if there's any particular magic items flying around this town that I can see from here. Hmm. There are not. Okay. And then uh, I want to scope out a guard. You see a city guard walking about. I'm going to cast ESP on him. Um... See if okay. he's thinking anything interesting. If not, never mind. Alright, so this human is walking around with leather armor, a shield, a small shield, like a buckler, and a spear. Mm-hmm. You catch his surfaced most thoughts, which are for a young man keeping one of the nearby stalls, uh, selling fish. Ah, like uh, romantic are, thoughts. Um, I think romantic would be the polite way of saying it. Is there a, is there um? I can't think of the right word, but do people look down on people being gay? No. Okay, then I forget it. If it's not shameful to him, then I'm not going to bother remembering. All right, and then I'm going to uh, go to the wall, meet the rest of them, and refill my spell book. Okay. okay. When you meet up with me. I, I'm going to tell you, uh, Mr. Malachi, um, would you do me a, a favor for to help with uh, my plan here for our ambush and memorize some of those nasty-ass farts you casted on the rats? I think if we cast one or two of those into the, into the cave, that might be the best way to drive them into a hail of sling fire. Yes, uh, I personally can't help you with keeping them in the cave, but do you have any means of trapping them inside while you do so? I don't really want to trap them inside. I want... I know for a fact that some of the creatures that have been exposed to Malachi's noxious gas have been uh, roundly uh, fainted, and others have escaped fleeing. Well, 
they sure. run out of that cave, I want them to run straight into our hail of slings and arrows. Well, Croak, think about it. If he can trap them inside that cave, we can hail them with slings and arrows from outside while they all pass out stuck inside. I shake my head and say, If we uh, close the cave, how are we going to shoot inside? I could trap them in van, but then we would not be able to answer ourselves. How long would it be trapped for? Well, I'm not even sure if it would work on such a large cave entrance, but only minutes. I, I think uh, the cloud, it's not a bad idea, Croak. I think that is, that is my plan anyways, to have you gas them real bad, and then any of them that manage to make their way out meet a round of sling fire and poison arrows. I just worry that the area of the spell is not enough to cover the entire cave. It was quite large as far as I remember. Would he remember how large, like whether the spell would cover it or not? Yeah, what's the volume of your spell? Well, it's only a 20-foot cube. Yeah, the cave was... I think it was 15 feet tall, 30 feet wide, 40 feet deep. So, I mean, could I do, could I do a 10-foot high? You know, rather than 20 by 20. Oh, by yeah, 40. if you cast it in there, it is shorter, so I think it would fill part of the cave. Because um, it is... So, what? 15 by... 30 by 40, oops, 15 by 30 by 40 is 18,000 cubic feet, whereas 20 by 20 by 8, 20 is 8,000. Um, so you would fill about half of the cave. Can he shape his, can he shape his spell? No, but it will conform to whatever space it's cast in. Can he cast, their are ogres, right? Can he cast it high? So that yeah. we leave ground level maybe unexposed, but we fill the like up tall, uh, like the higher area. I guess it doesn't really matter. Um, so you would want to cast it so the base of it is at like seven or eight feet, so it's above. Right. Probably, but I think at the higher altitude, it might get dispersed a little more easily. Um, probably last one less round than normal. All right, we but I bet really you could that. do that. Um, probably well, wouldn't I mean, work in the cave. Two of them, Malachi. We'll get them by surprise here. Hey, Neil. Yeah. I don't know if I can memorize two. I have a spell called Withdraw that lets me um, basically change the flow of time for myself, and it lets me cast any... Yes, I think it lets me cast up to five divination or healing spells. Yes. Uh, would aid count as one of those? Divination or healing? Yeah, it, it says any curing or healing spell. Aid does not cure or heal. It does give HP. It gives temporary HP, but it does not... Do any of those other things? Okay. If you could cast a bless, note. I would say that would be fine. But okay, what about um, can so aid gives temporary HP? Can it give temporary HP multiple times? Does the temporary HP stack? Yeah. Ooh. Because um... I have two. I was going to use one for a party member, but if I could just do that, that might actually be better since the others don't really go in for hits very often. Can you read aid to me? Aid. Yeah, it. I don't see anything here that says you can't. I think the bless bonuses don't stack, but yeah, the temporary I, I HP could. Okay. I'm trying to find it, Croak. The recipient of the spell gains the benefit of a bless spell, plus one to attack rolls and saving throws, and a special bonus of D8 additional hit points for the duration of the spell. The aid spell enables the recipient to actually have more hit points than his full normal total. The bonus hit points are first are lost first when the recipient takes damage. They cannot be regenerated by curative magic. 
Then it gives an example. Uh, note the operation of the spell is unaffected by permanent hit point loss due to energy drain, hit die loss, or the, the loss of a familiar, or the operation of certain artifacts. The temporary hit points gain is figured from the new lower total, yada yada yada, material components. Okay. Yeah, I can read it that way where it stacks. Yeah. Oh, I, start, I start memorizing spells. Okay. You memorize your spells, Van memorizes his, and a couple hours later, you see tw 20 soldiers walking down the road. Um, they kind of come in a couple of different groups. They're led by two knights. One of them is a dwarf. One of them is a human. And the men-at-arms are divided into those that are wearing scale mail with shields, carrying battle axes from their hips, and a pair of javelins. Um, and the others are wearing leather armor. Half of them have short swords and slings. The others have spears. All right, all of you, I, we need to go get some slings. I, Come um, on, let's follow I, me. I, go, I walk up to like greet them when they first start walking, and I say... um. While we're walking there, I will. Uh, I I know the layout of the area where we will be fighting those ogres. I can give you some information for while we're walking there. The knights look to you. Then they look to Croak. And then they nod and follow you, or talk to you. Um, you go and buy slings for these guys. Yep. Okay. I want them all to be able to. To, I don't want them sitting on their ass with the with an axe and a shield. I want them all to be hitting things with with ranged. Okay. Uh, so ten of them have two javelins apiece, which can be thrown very quickly. Javelins are not something they can shoot multiple rounds of, and they like basically this Baron sucks. He has no good men for what I want to do. <laughs> yeah, he has no bowmen. He has like four slingmen and a bunch of people with axes and shields. Screw that. You don't fight ogres with axes and shields. Yeah. Okay. That's how you die. Ask the dwarf. So slings can be bought for five copper, and their bullets can be bought for one copper. I think there's pretty much unlimited of those around. Yeah. So... Alright, so I'll how many men bullets. don't have slings? Ten? Uh, there are five men with slings, ten so with javelins. Times five. Yeah. Um, and then ten bullets each times fifteen? Sure, so... Five times fifteen half plus one hundred and fifty is two point two five gold. Great. I pay two gold, two silver, and five copper. Done. Okay, done. Okay, the men are all armed with slings now. I'm sitting on the grass waiting for him to come back with all the right. men. And then as I as I lead them back, I've been I begin describing the plan to them. I say. Uh, to my men here, you've met Mr. Mr. Van. Uh, Mr. Malachi is, is preparing for us. Um, they're going to use spells, particularly a noxious cloud inside of the ogre's cave. Hopefully it will knock out all of them and we can walk in and slit their throats. But that seems very unlikely to me. Uh, we're going to gas them out and they're going to be running out of the cave in bewilderment because if they stay in there, they're going to end up getting gassed to unconsciousness and that would be just better for us overall. They're going to come running out. I'm going to line you up on a ridge on the out upside of the cave that we scouted out when we first went there 
And uh, as these beasts come hurtling out of the cave, the 20 of us shall open fire and rain hell upon them. And we will also be backed up by the magical abilities of my two friends. But we should be able to cut down any of the ogres that uh, surpass Malachi's magic in the cave. And then the rest we'll deal with dirty and quick while they're passed out. Uh, Neil, where is the closest spot with grass from the cave entrance? I mean, there's a creek that runs right by it. Yeah, yeah I know. Is it, like, right outside? Because if so... Tall grasses. Uh, there's grass all over the place. Grass and bushes yeah. and all sorts of yeah. fun okay. stuff. Because then I could cast in... So there, it'd be right outside the cave entrance? I think not, you said last time there was no grass outside the cave entrance. Yeah. So not directly in front of the cave entrance, but down by the, the river. Okay. Yeah. So just When they come charging out of there, you should be able to get them. Yeah, I, I suggest a croak that we... Um, I say, perhaps the smarter decision would be to... Um, Prepare for the back behind the river. They would have to come through the river to reach us, and if they did, I could um I, I could mean, snare them with my The river winds in and then there's that like oh, wait, actually I don't think I, I never mind, it doesn't matter, I didn't prepare and tangle today. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. I took like five healing spells. I finished learning my last spell. Slam my book shut. Stand up. Say right. Are we ready? Everyone... I so I spent some time telling the men what the what we're to do. Let us be on our way. Okay. Uh, the two retainer knights with you are, uh, their names are Kel Gregor. He is the dwarf. He wields a battle axe, has chainmail and a shield. And Kel Ober, who is a human wearing just chainmail and a two-handed sword. And a sling. Um, oh, yes, I didn't include slings for the knights, but that's fine. All right, I, I buy uh, two more slings and 20 more bullets for the sure. knights. Sure, don't, don't even worry about the cost. Okay. Uh, I, um... Mass discount. Okay, so <laughs> Ready whenever you guys are. Yep, yeah, let's go. I was going to say that on the I way there. I leading the way back. Yeah, Van is starting to get a little bit... Um... cracking skills to find my way back to the place we, we came from. Van is starting to get, like, a little bit on the, um... I don't want to say suspicious so much as confused. It's, like, the first time Croak hasn't deferred to him whenever they're talking to, like, nobility. And he's also been, like, referring to them as, like, his men. Like, these are my men, Van and Malachi. Van's starting yeah. to get a little bit suspicious. And, like, uh, while he's walking, he kind of, like, holds conversation with the knights and kind of gauges the situation. Um... The knights... Uh, what do you mean by gauges the situation? I think he kind of wants to, like, see how they're interpreting the party. Like, are they interpreting this as, like, a party of the, like, cutthroat mercenaries that we are? Are they, like, looking at him as a noble? Like, what, No, what you, no of... none of you are mistaken for noble, clearly. Okay. Um, but they are looking at this as a group of adventurers with Croak as their leader. Um, yeah. Okay. Good, good. <laughs> But just because Croak's leader doesn't mean they disregard you entirely. They just, you know, see I'm not him trying as to the, downplay the you, man. Right? Like, I'm being very careful to give you your honorific. You're a cleric. You're powerful. But I want to be seen as the leader because I want to be the one that potentially gets this um, knighthood if it, if it is thrown off because he is also one who wants to potentially get that knighthood. Interesting. Yes. All right. Party conflict. So you guys take off into the hills in search of ogres. 
It is once again a bright day. We've got a got a Mediterranean desert type climate over here, so big blue skies without a cloud in sight. The air is nice and dry. And you make your way up and over the first hill and around another, up over a third, and then down into a creek bed where you have been pointed so, by the hobgoblins. I know I know where I'm going, right? And I'm I'm a proficient hunter, tracker, that type of stuff. Can I lead them to the cave entrance, not straight directly at it from the river, but like so that we get come to it from the side where we came from it originally? Like, can I lead them back to the candle spot by not going up the river? Shh. Let's take a look at a map, then. Um, where's our maps? Here we go. So let's zoom out and take a look at... Alright. So... Hmm. See, so this is our cave entrance here. Mm-hmm. Right, and this is our creek here. Mm-hmm. We the, we were up on this ridge, right? This hill up here. This is where we had our candle. Right. right? I don't want to like walk up this creek or walk up this creek from like this side and then go up. I want to like lead them around and come from like up here. So, so you want to come up, up over the hill and down the hill? Yeah, like that. And then we can get all lined up along this, and then Malachi can cast his his noxious gas into the cave and hopefully they run all out and we just yeah totally easy this is a fairly tall hill and as you make your way there you can you know recognize the bend and then rather than coming because this it looks kind of like it's a y shape where two creeks come together so you can just go come down this creek and head up and over the hill instead of coming across um sure Go up and then back over, and then yeah. as we get there, Croak starts lining everybody up and showing them, and then Malachi can gas them when we're ready. How far away is the our side of the creek from the entrance to the cave? Let's see. From so we've got this creek, this riverbed with a, a small creek in it. Then you've got where the the ground starts to turn up into the hills. Um. So the entire river bed, that flat, relatively flat section of ground, is about, what, like 150 feet across with the river running down, creek running down the middle. I forgot the dimensions we talked yesterday, but I think it was about 150 feet end to end. Um, So a creek about 75 feet out from the cave, and then the hill goes up. Maybe a vertical uh, elevation change of 80 feet okay, okay. over a distance of like 100 and 200 feet, I think. So, so as we're getting up to it, then I'll say, um, correct the range of the star. We're not going to be able to do it for the start of the creek. We have to get much closer. Perhaps you can use some invisibility? Yes, uh, Malachi, I would suggest invisibility. If you're being very closely tailed by Oryx when you run back, I have a, um, I have a spell that could help you out. It, won't necessarily ensure survival, but if you do get run down by orcs, I can at least lend you assistance. And give them both a look. How? Okay, hold on. Wait. He can run 60 yards after casting a spell, right? Yes. So how far does he have to go to be able to cast his spells into the cave? The spell's only 30 yards in range. So 150 feet, right? 90, 90 feet. 
Okay, that I could run as well. Yeah, you can run 60 right. yards after casting your spell. So and then they're going to be surprised for sure. And then... Yeah. Invisibility guarantees surprise. Yeah, you're, you're going to surprise them. You're going to gas them. They're all going to have to save. I don't know how smart they are, right? Like, they're going to come charging out, but they're not going to be looking for some wizard. And you're just going to be sprinting back to us. And we're just going to pound them with yeah. snakes. I, I think they're going to chase after you, but I think they're going to get rained on by arrows before they come anywhere near you. Um, you can run 60 yards before... The, I doubt they can close the distance with you before uh, you're around. I don't so think how many yards is in from our edge of the creek to the entrance of the cave is if 75. You Feet plus 150 feet is 225 feet. Right. It's a 100 from the ogre cave to the start of the hill on the other side of the creek is 150 feet. Okay. Um, so that's 50 yards. So the entrance is 150 feet away. Okay. Yes, if you're at the bottom of the hill, the entrance is 150 feet away. Are we there? Can we see? Can no, we no, no. You guys are. You guys can be. Just before you climb the hill to the other side. I want to make sure you, we know what you guys are planning on doing before we okay. uh, yeah, step into so view of ogres. It's only if it's only 150 feet and the cave's only 40 feet deep, it shouldn't be too hard for you to get the spell in and then just run back to the party. Because Perhaps. you can go 180 feet if you can run 60 yards. Well, why don't we um, why don't we advance forward to the edge of the river? Maybe those seals and come out on their own. Alright, so you guys... First you got to crest the hill. Yeah. We're doing one on the backside. So I'm you guys line everybody up here along the along the hillside, right? I want to mm -hmm. get everybody in position, right? And if if Malachi won't go up and do it himself, like I'll I'll walk up with him so that we can like serpentine and like have more than one person they're trying to hit. I just want to I just want to get a look at the cave before I before I decide what I'm going to do. You know, like I don't know in real life, if it was real, I wouldn't have to make that decision until we were there. So right. And, um, when Croak starts to um, like line everybody up and he starts putting all the soldiers in position, I think Van kind of says, let me take care of the battle preparations. This is my area of expertise. Uh, you are a good warrior for sure, but I'm the trapper. I've been killing animals like this for a long time. Ogre's no different, just a big dumb animal. Ogres are well, different. By all means, you can help me out. You get people in ranks and I'll, I'll make sure they know what they're doing. Ogres are very different. Do not mistake hunting for battle. This I like turn away play. as you were saying that and continue giving instructions. And his mother's fucking prick under his breath and starts <laughs> lining up. <laughs> and then uh, I get to the edge of the line and I start prepping Brutus. Like, you know, give him my arrows. I, I, I say, I'm going to stand here. You know, be prepared to hand me an arrow and, and go. Can I still get my two for one rate of fire? With him handing them to you? Yeah. Yes. Great. Good. Yeah, and I, I get him prepared to do that. And then we'll have Malachi... I don't know. It, it's your show, man. This, this is All my right. plan to have you gas him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we walk over the hill. I look at the cave. Alright, so you guys are all at the top of the hill. You've got yeah. your 20-foot soldiers with your two knights, the three party members, and your uh, arrow assistant. You see down into the valley between you guys. Down there, you see many logs being stacked... And, well, many logs having been stacked, and what looks to be some sort of ceremony where a dead ogre is being paraded on the shoulders of three other living, four other living ones. Oh, this and is perfect. Looks yeah, like there's right. some sort of... Ceremony and gas them. Looks like there's some sort of ceremony happening in the middle of the creek. 
Um, well, not in the middle of the creek, on the ogre side of the creek. Uh, like in that little area where that sea is, is where they're kind of, they've built a rather large pyre and they're getting ready to place a body on it. Should we, uh, are we in range? Shall we not just attack them from here? I can gas them on the way in. Yeah, I'll gas them on the way in. It's it's not worth exposing myself. Um, you guys can see them, and it appears that after a moment of you guys standing up there and looking in this gassing conversation, one of the ogres down below, one of the small ogre children down below, points up and babbles something that you can't quite understand, but the adults turn and look and spot this Hail row fire, of... fire, go! Yeah. Let's do it, go! All right. The more you talk, the more bad things happen. Just, like, spells, arrows, slings, do it. Alright, we'll see you guys on the other side of our break. Bye-bye. Uh, before... Wait. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Hardcore Heroes. It is time. The ogres have spotted you guys. You give the signal... And the slings start to... Okay, <laughs> fires his longbow. Neil, I ready yeah, my we, action. We shoot our, our stuff, too. I'm going to cast Stinking Cloud in between us and the Charging Ogres when the first Ogre gets in range. What is the range of Stinking Cloud? 30 yards. So I'm a little bit behind the front line. Mm-hmm. So maybe 29 yards ahead of us. When they, when they get to that area, that's when I'm going to cast it. Do we have surprise since we were basically there ready to shoot when they looked up and saw us? No, they passed their surprise check and that was them spotting you. Okay. Um, okay, so down below you, you see six full-fledged ogres. Four six. of them. Six, not including the dead one. Um, the Four of them were carrying the dead one on their shoulders to the pyre in a very ceremonial rite. Two others were standing back watching with a bunch of children. Uh, when they spot you, well, let's roll for initiative. Let's someone roll for the party first. Right, and we'll see how this or, goes. Yeah, I'll do it. One. Ooh. All right. So ogres have no reaction. You guys go first. Cool. Um, yeah, let's start shooting people. Yep. Uh, so does it look like. Are the ones carrying the other ogre on their shoulders all armed and ready for battle, or is it just... The None of them are armed. Ah, oh, bam. Perfect. Um, in that case, I think Van's going to start shooting for... They all look like warriors, though, right? Like, not just the ones carrying. Like, all of the adults look like they're ready for a fight, essentially. Yes. Any okay. ogre is ready I, for a fight. I shoot at one of the ones not carrying the body. Okay. 12. Back 18. Um... They're probably unarmored if they're not armed. Correct. That is a hit. On high ground now. Uh, high ground doesn't apply to bows, but... Oh, okay. One damage. Perfect. Nice. You ping one of the ogres. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other I'm players? Poison arrow and fire. Right. Roll a hit. 15, hey. tackle 18. Hit! So, I'm going to roll my d6 damage, plus one for my short bow. Mm-hmm. Uh, poison. D6 plus one? You... Huh? What's the plus one from? D6 plus one for large-sized creature. Shorpo doesn't do D6 plus one. Shorpo I'm just says D6. I'm looking at my wrong weapon. D6. Okay. My wrong one is D6 plus one. Okay. So confused. Best weapon. D6 plus one. Um, um, so poison. How are we adjudicating? So the monster makes a poison saving throw. Okay. And if they fail it, they take the requisite 
you know, the, the effects from there on. Uh, so we're doing the... Oh, yeah, he's just dipping him right away, so there's no change to the poison save or anything like that. Um, yeah, so he just takes poison. He makes a saving throw versus poison, takes the effects at the end of the time. What did we say nightshade berries are? Did we say what type of poison? I don't think we I mean, ever determined a class of poison, right? We just oh, yeah. kind of hand-waved it as rat poison. I think you said that it would cause unconsciousness if it were applied like that. Okay. Like if it were ingested or injected, it would cause unconsciousness after a short delay. Unconsciousness is the point of this? My shelf. Because so. it, like, it incapacitated all the rats that we poisoned. Anyway, I did six damage to it and poison. Nice. Nice. It killed the rats, the, and it killed the. It almost oh, yeah. killed the, the little boy, remember? And it killed his mother. It killed his mom. The boy passed his save or something. I don't know. Yeah. It yeah. Icanthrope and isn't affected by non-silver magic. I still believe that in my heart of hearts. Yeah. Stroke can keep telling himself that. He definitely didn't just like. Try I was. To I was doing a good thing. Mm -hmm. That was Cook's way of helping. That was charity. <laughs> okay. I believe you. I, I seem to recall us using class A poison, because that is, if you pass your save, you take zero damage. And if you and if fail you your save, you take 15. Oh. That works for me. That which is enough to kill a person. Except the only problem here is the onset time is 10 to 30 minutes. Um, um, so if he rounds. fails his save, you know, in 10 rounds, he'll take 15 damage as the poison works its way through him. Was it 10 to 30 minutes, though? Because we would basically... Uh, we did leave it overnight for the rats, so yeah. that make sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah that makes um, sense. That, would that have changed any of your things? Because we didn't talk about the type of poison earlier. I mean... I feel like you could still just poison It's not going to stop me from yeah. doing it, right? Right. Okay. I think... I think Croak's not a poisonist, or a poisoner, or a poison salesman. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know. He just knows it kills people. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I, it's not going to stop me from doing it. I wish it was a little quicker working, but yeah, there are is, you know, there I are only two poisons that are uh, there are only two poisons that are immediate effects, and those are both save or die. Yeah. Um. So I think that's like wyvern poison, which is type F, and I don't know what type E is. It's even stronger. I would, if I were to, if I were to argue anything at all, mm -hmm. it would be he's not ingesting it. He's not eating it or drinking it, and then having it work into his system. I literally punched a hole into him, and it's in his bloodstream. So it could potentially go faster. Uh, right? this class A is supposed to be injected with an onset time of ten to thirty minutes. Like the spiders, it's the same as the spiders. Yeah, it's the exact same as the spider, actually. Literally okay. the exact same. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you make a shot, you do six damage, and the ogre... We will collect some wyvern venom for you, Greg. Huh? We will collect some wyvern venom for you. It's one of the only ways that I can, like, be effective in combat. You're yeah. selling yourself short. Yeah, you're not... Like, you, your Thacko is as good as mine, and you have a dex bonus. You're a better archer than I am. Minus the fact that... With a... Yeah, maybe. You do a little less damage, and that's it. You have a better two-hit chance. Okay, yeah. so you guys are from... You're 375 feet away. Actually, no, because they're out about 70... So you're about 300 feet away. You're 100 yards from these guys. I hope you're taking range penalties into account. Two, three, four, um, five... I was not. A 14, I would 13 still, instead of 14. Thacko 18? Yeah, 13, 14, Thacko 18 still hit. Okay, so you're good. Great. Um, I, I might lose my, all of my one damage there. <laughs> uh, the... We're just going to roll all the allies in roll 20. Nice. 
Was it 10 or 20, man? 20, 20 soldiers. 20 And two knights, knights, so 22. Yeah, so 22 slings. Uh, right, we're just gonna do the soldiers first. Uh, that is one, two, three, four, six. five, six hits on the ogres. Uh, three, four, five, six hits. Is that D6 plus one? When you D6 yeah. plus one each. Oh my god, look at that. Da- I should have rolled it in roll 20. But I think you're going to let want me to keep my current rolls. That's yep. fine. It's Go ahead and keep it. Natural four, <laughs> five, 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 six, six. Yeah. Um, well done, men at arms. Yeah. Well done indeed. Okay, so the first one does uh, five damage to this guy. There's a lot of record keeping here. The second one does six damage to this guy. How's the mass combat working out? <laughs> Slow. Six damage to this guy. <laughs> Six damage to this guy. Whoops, that's it. Somebody's playing shot outside while playing Warhammer. It is. Uh, this is easily like, the biggest issue I have with second edition is mass combat is just like everybody rolls their stuff. And then yeah. you just like keep a million notes. Yes. Okay, so the ogres are peppered with sling stones being smacked all over the place with them. The two knights also make their attacks. Um Oops. I'm expecting two hits. Yeah, it's got some back up. Um, let's Those see. Two. The knights are what level? 13 hit both ways. Uh, yeah, they should be able to do this. If they are... They're both ways. If they're third level, level, they have better Thacko than us. right? Third level is 18 Thacko. The same. Aren't they For fighters? a fighter? Yeah. No, fighters would have 17 at third level. Nope. I thought it was 20 oh, no, no, Thacko. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. That's right. Everybody starts at 20 at level 1. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's one hit. For seven points of damage. Damn. Babe. All the max damage is all over the place. So the ogres, none of them are dead. None of Let's them are dead yet. Yeah. Let's just hope none of them roll the max damage rolls. Okay. It's the ogre's turn. They shout and cry, make loud grunts and, di- and point in different directions. Um, all six of them run back into the cave. Cowards. And then come running back out, weapons in hand. No and armor. Start, no armor. Okay. And start running across the open area. Even the, what is that, five uh, children come running at the heels of their parents and start making for the, the hilltop. Imagine, like, two-foot child just carrying a giant claymore. So at the end of the round, do we get to shoot him again? uh, I gotta see what their movement rate is. Right, slings only get one attack. they move all the way inside the cave and all the way back out, pick up a weapon, and fire it at us? No, 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 they don't fire weapons. I'm just trying to see how far they can move in a round. Okay. Um, Well, then maybe. What's the throwing range on these spears? Ogres have movement nine. So they can move... 45 yards. Uh, 45 yards and attack. And able to attack, yeah. Right. Since you were trying to wonder if they could throw. Right, so 90 yards is... Uh, 270 feet. So they're like 70 feet. They move 70, grab their gear, come back 70. Um, I was kind of hoping that was to cast aid before the 30. Start. I think they can almost get to the base of the hill now, about. Yeah. 
So they basically run inside, grab their crap, and then run back out and make it to the base of the hill. Uh, Croak yeah. and and uh, Van Helsing, you get second attacks with your bows. Malachi, you were waiting to cast a spell? Yeah, I'm still waiting. Okay. Do the slings well, get second attacks? I don't remember. Unless, no. no. I can't. All right, that's a 19. That'll hit. hit. That's a I hit. I can't attack can I now? Uh, do you have a ranged weapon? Yeah, I've got my sling. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Croak, let's roll it. I'll kill him. I'll kill him. One point of damage, but poison save. Right. Um, for the record, I don't really care if we do it for the same target this time, but I'm spreading, I'm going to in the future spread my arrows out so that I can poison as many of them as possible. Okay. I, I, Van goes for whoever looks the most injured, like whoever has the most like injuries sticking out of like arrows and bullet marks and shit like that. Okay. I think Van's going to try and drop the injured ones. All right. Initiative for next round. Somebody else do it. I should have kept my spell ready instead of firing. I'll do it then. Okay. Eight. Okay. Party goes second. The ogres are at the base of the hill and they start charging up. Uh, they can go 40, uh, 45 yards. So they can go 130 feet and still attack, but that is not enough distance. I think we're 100 yards out, aren't we? Uh, yeah. So we're 225 feet out, so 75 yeah. yards. Yeah, so they book it up the hill and close with you guys, but they can't attack, right? Yeah, they can do a full move. Right, they full move to close with you. Um, party's turn. Okay, is the is one of them the big one with the double-handed sword? Yes, uh, I, I should say there are two with two-handed swords. Okay, I'll cast light on one of them, on its eyes. Light. Does right. one look like bigger than the other? Like one looks really well. Big? Yes, there looks like know. a. There's a clear leader here. Okay. If I cast sinking cloud, it's just gonna hit hit the man as well. No. You could you could position it so it's like it'll. It's all right. On the edge. You cast light. So, blind them. Your light spell appears behind his head. He has passed ah. his saving throw. Um, party. Rest of the party. All right. Um. Uh, what do I got here? Continue. Sh am I? Have they closed a distance that it is now unreasonable to shoot them with arrows? Yes. Okay. Um, uh, well, um, you know, there's a bunch of you guys, so in theory, you could be off to the side, uh, not closed with them, because it's a whole line of twenty people long. Right. There's only six ogres, so I think you're in a position where you're not currently engaged, and you can take a few steps back with your assistant and keep firing if you'd like. Okay, I do that and then fire at the back of, of a new ogre trying to poison him. Okay. Give me a roll to hit. Uh, you can definitely get flanking on that. 18. Okay, well, Hits. it's a 21. Hits yep. either way. Or 20. Uh, for one point of damage and then a poison save. Another poison save. Ooh, I need to mark off the durations on the other guys. takes a point of damage. Okay. Malachi. I already been. Oh, you already went? I think mm -hmm. I'm going to back up and fire with the bow because I... You cast light. I mean, Van's, Van is yeah. one of the few people... Yeah, Van's one of the only archers here and he can get two attacks off a round so he's like just objectively better. Yeah, but you're going to have to shoot into combat. Not yet because they haven't engaged yet. It's not a melee yet. 
so okay. I can get at least one more round of two attacks off. So I'll back up a few steps and uh. Yeah, try and get a flank like uh. Like oh, flanking. Yeah. Croak's got flanking. Yeah. Yeah. Can... Circle around. Yeah, sure. I'll circle around the side. Why not? Sure. Wait, can I see like a the layout of this bat? Oh, wait, we do have it right here. Or no, no, that's the inside of the cave. Can I see like the layout of the battle really fast? Uh, look, scroll up to the top of the page. I just see like one circle after the river. Uh, right. So you've got like a line of. Let's get rid of these distances. Do you now. see this ping? Yeah. Okay. okay. That's. I mean, that's what. So we've got a line about. of troops up here, and then there's ogres. One, two, three, four, five, six that have collided with the line more or less right now. Okay, I think I'm not going to go for flanking because Van's probably going to engage in melee soon. So Van just takes a few steps back before they engage in melee because he wants to be able to cast eight before he runs in. Okay. But he, um, I'm going to roll for bow shots. Failure on my first yes. shot. Woo! Um, the. Yeah, let's let the, the soldiers go first. So the six okay. overs have collided. The one, Those people with, uh,. Would they? So the ogres cl uh, closed the gap this whole round. Would they have had time to get a second shot off the sling before they closed it? They ran like the whole round. I feel like that would be their action. They could like while they were running forward, even because everything happens at the same time. You just say initiative for who technically goes first. So would they still get their slingshots off in time before they have technically closed the gap? Nope. I think if they're not actually a melee combat nail, then they might be able to. I, I just yeah. The these those with the. Uh... The ten-minute arms that have the scale armor with the shields and the axes and the javelins, they drop their slings, pull out their axes, and hop to it. Yeah, it's better that way. Okay. Well, that's the, yeah, so, that's fine. 10d20. I can see it now. Another One, there. two... Two hits. <laughs> Unfortunate. I should yeah. roll it in. Roll 20. We do still have ten more people to roll, though. Yes, you do. Uh, two knights. Three and a four, correct. So, oh god, so many, so many ogres, so much note keeping. Uh, three damage here and four damage there. The two knights go as well. Was that? Ooh, a 19 is a hit with our Battle Axe Knight. And he has a 13 since they're level 3 knights on the second one, so that's both both are hits. Wait, 11. No, Actually, yes, those are both hits. Um, the, the 11, is, they're, they're both hits. Yeah, Oh, because so they're level 3, so he has stack of 18. D8, whoops. This guy does D8 plus 3, and the other guy does... 3d6 plus 3. Damn. Yeah, a two-handed sword. Wow, 8 and 18 damage. Holy shit. Don't fuck with that guy. Shit. Yeah. Oh. Shit, that's, a, that's what the ogre's gonna do. <laughs> uh, so that's... They don't roll 3d6, they just roll like plus 12 damage. Yeah. Alright, the guy with the two-handed sword drops one of the ogres on the flanks who crumbles and starts to slowly roll down the hill. Is that a big one or not? Uh, it's not the big one, but they're all big ones. The remaining troops back up, and they go for their sling attacks, which now they're firing into melee. So, good luck. Why? Fools. Fools, indeed. 
No, you've got to roll to see who they hit first now, because everyone's got different ACs. Um, yes, but these don't hit anybody. Okay. Not <laughs> a single one of these rolls hit anybody under any circumstance. Fair enough. Perfect. Uh, Croak and Croak uh, and Van, you guys can get your second attacks, but you're firing into melee now, so yeah, I don't think 50-50. to risk hitting an ally. Wait, every the the other. I'll take it. Have melee weapon. I have flanking on the ogres. Let's do this. Okay. Um, there's two men, basically for every ogre. Not I'm not gonna ogre. shoot into one of the knights. Okay. I'm gonna pick an ogre I haven't fought that's fighting just some dude. Okay. That should make uh, it even, right? Do I like still have flanking? Yes, you can still get flanking. 50-50 chance. So roll a d2. Two. You want a two. Uh, There's a one. What's that mean? That's 50-50. I don't know. You said roll a d2. Yeah. So I said roll a d2, and I said oh. two is good. So. Two is good. One is bad. That's what I said. Okay. One, said. one is bad. One hits a person. Well, maybe. Roll a roll to hit. With flanking. <laughs> With thirteen, <laughs> you hit one of your allies with the poisoned arrow. Oh fucking hell! For five damage and a poison save. Oh, one of them dies. With poison save punch. doesn't matter. He goes down to an arrow. Okay. Uh, Initiative. So wait, uh, hold on. I've been taking my action. Yet. Neil, do okay. the um, do the soldiers with that are still firing slings? Do they have melee weapons? Like they're prepared for melee. Oh. Uh, the sol sorry, I was looking at some other things. The soldiers with what? Uh, the soldiers with slings. Do they have melee weapons? Yes, everyone has a melee weapon. Okay. Van drops his bow. He pulls out his shield and scimitar, and he says, like, he runs past the, um, like, he starts moving forward, and he says to the guys with slings, like, drop your slings! Don't hit your allies! Grab a melee weapon and wade into the fray! And he starts to move forward. Okay. Initiative roll for next round. Croak, I think it's your turn. Yes, it is. Three. Ogres go first. Fuck, Neil. All right. Let's start with the smallest ogres and work our way up. The ogre children, who people have mostly been ignoring because they're small ogreish children, or ogre children, uh, come forth. There are five of them. They're like a goblin size. Oh, goblin. They're, They're young. Okay, they come forward. One of them cracks... One of the the men with the scale armor for whew. they're not rolling normal ogre rolls, right? Like they're they fight as something else. Okay, uh, but it still one. hits the guy for six damage with his heavy fist. Uh, that brings the one of the those scale armored men to the ground dead. The other children all miss. Time for the big ogres. Okay. Miss. Hit. And god, ogre damage is. 2d4 plus 6. Uh, that's enough to kill someone outright anyway. Just flat out. They, they, minimum 8 damage. So, wading through these guys. Mm-hmm. Okay, drop that to 7 guys left there. Third and. F- Let's just roll all the other ogres all at once. Uh, that guy hits a knight. Oh, oh, that is not going well. Those That's three more men with scale armor drop down to the ground dead. The knight gets hit by a guy, an ogre with a two-handed sword. Oh. On the bright side. Which knight? Which knight? Faster than the ogres. Mm. Oh, yeah, one of the knights is a dwarf now. That's true. Uh, but Talk I think a bit. natural 19 hits anything. Mm, probably. 
Oh! Wait, what armor is he wearing? Uh, chain and shield. But ogres also have high thaco. Uh, or sure. good thaco. Uh, for 16 damage. Which knight is it? Even 16 damage. The og the dwarf gets hit for that and is barely standing after the blow. He kind of stumbles backwards a few steps. Huge gaping gash in his side. Uh, party's turn. Shit. <sighs> Fuck's sake. If I thought we were going out today, I probably would have memorized one bless instead of five heals. There are 14 foot soldiers left at this point, minus the knights. So they're going to go. Let's cast some spells. Yeah. 14 d20. Anything. That let is. Them. Let them go first. One, two, three hits. Four hits. Four hits. There's 14, 17, 17, 19. Uh, yeah, 17, 17, 19. Oh, so is. Yeah, 14's a miss. Okay. Oh, Gracie is 5. I, but they're not armored. No, but their natural AC is 5. Oh. We, I would okay. argue that we've got high ground now. Not against an ogre, you don't. It's 8 feet tall. Hmm, okay. Yeah. Uh, so that's 3 hits for d8 damage each one. Uh, 8, 1, and 5. Out. So that is the eight kills one of the eight. Oh, actually, those all kill little ogres. They all die. The two knights go. I should roll and roll 20 for them. Or D, 2d20. The nice. one with the knight with the two handed sword sinks it into another ogre for 3d6 plus 3. 11 damage, and the other guy does d8 plus 3. 11 and 9. And dead? Mm, yep, that drops another ogre, and badly, badly wounds one. Okay. So how many of the, how many ogres are left? Uh, you see, yeah, four full-sized ogres and two ogre children. And the full-sized ones... Are two of them bigger than the other, the other two? There's one that is much larger than the others. Um, there are two that are almost dead. It looks like they've got bruises and welts all over their faces and cuts across their bellies and legs. They're badly bleeding. The largest one looks like he's in the best shape, and uh, the other one looks to be about medium. Okay, so the other um, soldiers, they all drop their slings and engage, right? You yes, everyone is up in, with cool. weapons on hand. So Van, since we haven't taken our actions yet, Van sees the um, the dwarf take that massive hit, and he runs up to him, yells, Stand strong! And casts uh, Cure Light Wounds on him. Ooh. Three health back. Not amazing, but maybe he'll survive one more hit. All right. Croak, Malkai. Croak, you go. Try and finish one of them off. Okay, so let me uh, let me uh, argue for a second. The fire into melee rules talk about size of the combatants, right? And mm -hmm. you have chances to hit based on like basically the size of what you see in front of you in a melee. Mm -hmm. If I were to maneuver myself and my um, assistant in a semicircle behind the line, right? So we've moved down the hill behind the ogres. 
I'm essentially exposing a large-sized creature's back to me and a medium-sized creature behind it. I would say I would have a almost 0% chance to miss the large creature and hit the medium-sized creature in that case. The reason that doesn't work is because the book says that, like, the reason you can't fire into melee is because people are circling around each other and... Are they really circling around when we've lined them up? We've essentially created a a, a war, right? Mm. We've created a line and a line of ogres, and they've charged up. I don't think they're circling around them. I, I could see it being, I could see Crook being right since it's like a big melee with like a form yeah. line. Like it'd be one thing because it, it is like minute long rounds, so I could see why people circle around in a one on one combat. But in like a big like melee fray, I could see why that would be like a line of fighters. I'm going to say let, let's double the ogre size bonus for that. So the ogre count is four and each of the people count as two. Okay. So uh, two-thirds chance to hit ogre. Okay. So, I um, do that. Okay. I take my assistant and me behind and I begin firing at now focusing on the weaker ones rather than spreading my poison around. Uh, so one to four on a d6 will hit an ogre. Five or six hits a, a dude. There you Ogre. go. Ogre shot. Well, maybe. Roll the hit. Plus two for back attack. Uh, plus three because of my dexterity bonus. 17 will hit. Hit. Does it get sneak attack bonus? No. I don't get sneak attack from a bow anyway. And you... they have to be unaware. I think you can get it from a bow, actually. We talked about this on the island with the hobgoblins, and we were oh. told no. Okay. But that's five points of damage and a oh. poison stick. Yeah, no, I, I remember our discussion now. You're totally right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you actually drop the ogre right with that with that blow. He crumbles to the ground, dead. So one big one and two smaller. Do you smaller. get a second attack at the end of the round? Oh, no. Oh, I've, I've got to go first. Yes, you can get a second attack at the end of the round, but let Malachi go. What are you Malachiing? <laughs> got to Malachi the ogres. With? <laughs> so is there, there's two wounded normal ogres and one large, one less wounded big ogre. And then sure. two little shitty guys as well. Yeah. I don't know what to do. I feel kind of useless. I'm going to cast sleep on the two wounded ogres. Okay. Roll me some hit points. Hit dice to be affected. Five. Okay. And they, what do they, they don't get a saving throw unless they're a certain level? No save ever. No save. If they have five hit dice or more, they're just unaffected. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they fall asleep immediately. Both of them? Yeah, the two little ones. No, no, no. no. I mean the two full-sized ogres that are smaller oh. than the one big ogre. Oh, okay. So you can affect five hit dice. One of them falls asleep. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. There we go. Um, and is that everyone taking their turn? Second attacks. Second attacks. Yes. Um, D6 again first. Yes. That Good. is also an ogre. Yes, it is. Uh, 12, Thacko, 18. Uh, no, that's a miss. By one. Alright, initiative. It's back around to you, Van. You're muted, by the way, Sean. There we go. Sorry, I muted myself because I was typing the chat. Uh, D10. Nine. Shit, you Ogres fucked it. go first. The biggest Are, ogre... I have a question, Neil. Are oh, the yes? knights specialized? Would they be getting two attacks every three rounds? Yes, they are. Thank you for reminding me. They would have yes. gotten a second attack that round. Good call. Let's kill him. I hope this dwarf, after getting healed, just goes on to completely murder an ogre. Well, that's one miss and one hit. 
the human hits with his sword, right? Uh, no, I'm sorry. The, the the dwarf hits with his D8 plus yes. plus three. The dwarf hits for six points, uh, nine points of damage against the lead ogre, dropping him to that. Not much. All right. Okay. Now the ogres go. The biggest ogre returns fire on the dwarf, hitting him for an obscene amount of damage and just deca- like cutting the dwarf in half. He just crumples down. This baron's just lost a knight. He's not going to be happy with that. No, he will not. Um, the other remaining large ogre swings his... Her? I'm sorry. Swings her spear in a slashing motion, hitting one of the smaller men and just slaughtering him right out. Um, four of you and the two children go. They both hit. Ooh. Their small, well, their large ogre fists pummel two more men into oblivion. Jesus, these little guys, man. I don't mean to, um,. I just want to make sure you did include the minus four AC that the dwarf gets for being a dwarf against an ogre, right? Yes, I did. Okay. Um, what is it? Four, eight. So the humans have been cut down to about half their numbers. The Shouts are encouraging words lead a croak. The ogres have already passed their saves, uh, their their morale saves. Their allies do too, but you can see certain some people are taking more protective stances and hedging their bets and making their attacks maybe, you know, from a little bit more care for their life than for want to Does kill an Does that have a mechanical effect on No the mechanical effect, but just wavering morale. Because okay. I don't want to lose, like, minus two to hit or something. No, no, no. no this, not a mechanical effect. Just to, <laughs> just to let you guys know that your, your troops are worried. <laughs> I'll cast lights on the big guy's eyes again. Alright, do it. Right, there's, um, nothing there's nothing for you to do. He passes his save again. Fuck's sake. Sorry. That natural twenty and that natural sixteen. Van Helsing. Okay, so both of the big ogres with like giant swords are still standing. Yes. Okay. Um, they both have two-handed swords. Only one of them does, I think. Yeah, one of them has a spear, one of them has a two-handed sword. You mentioned sword. One, two of them had two-handed swords. Yeah, the, one of the other one with the two-handed sword is already down. Okay. So, I healed the dwarf, and then he got killed by the guy with the other two-handed sword? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure that guy would one-shot me. I'm almost positive that guy would one-shot me. Um... So who's left in this fight? We've okay. killed. There are two adult ogres and two children ogres. Uh, so that's four total against. Uh, you have eleven men at arms and one knight. Yeah, we're still like massively outnumbering them. Yes. I'd say the odds are better for us now than they were when we started. Yeah, I just. You know, don't want to like be cleaning up these ogres, and then in the like la- the last like round of the fight, Van just gets one shot and decapitated. Is one of the adult ogres did it? Who who fell asleep? One of the adult ogres. Okay, so we're really fighting one ogre and two children. Uh, right, no, I mean... that I'm not including the sleeping ogre. Okay, so the other the other standing adult ogre does not have the 
There, there are two standing adult awake ogres. One with a two-handed sword, one with a great spear. And the one with the spear is more wounded. Yes. Yeah, I think, I, right. I think Dan's going to try and finish off the one with the spear. Alright. Kill the wounded. You can make your way over to her. With a scimitar in hand. Mm -hmm. Kill it, Von. Probably not going to happen. I roll horribly. Kill it, Von. Yeah, no. Swing and a miss. Croak. Kill it, Croak. Um, yeah, let's let's keep doing what I'm doing here. Hit. That's another four. That hits the ogre. Uh, that hits. That's that hit. is one point of damage and a poison save. Okay. On the bright side, if these ogres win the fight, they're all just going to die to poison in the next, uh, you know, 20 minutes. I'll cast Invis and then clean the taxes up for myself. Are you... You're invising yourself? No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, the remaining knight goes. D20 plus three. No, plus one. Two, Come two, on, two. Buddy. Come on, buddy. Oh, wild miss. And then 90. No, 14. How many? Eight, 11 D. Oh, oh, yeah. 11 D20. Oh, uh, right. The first four. So the first four D8 goes against the small children. That kills one, wounds another. That child is dead. That child is wounded. Nick, did you memorize like five light spells by chance? No. And then one hit against a full-sized ogre. For six is my speciality, though. Okay. The largest ogre there is starting to waver. You can see his eyes are shot red with blood from anger and panic and rage. The the big one with the two-handed sword is? Yeah. Yeah, he's been bled all over. He's got little holes in him. He's just leaking from a thousand little pinpricks. Uh... It's initiative, right? No, the ogres didn't go to go this turn, did they? I thought... Uh, no, did they go first? I thought they went first. Yeah, they went first. Uh, initiative. My turn. Yeah. Four? Party goes. Okay. So, I'm going to do more lawyering, even though this probably won't work. I've circled around behind them. I've been shooting not the big guy, right? Um, one of your attacks hit the big guy. One of them did. Right. Okay. Uh, Neil, Would it be possible to roll a successful move silently check to get a back attack with my broadsword on him? Uh, okay. No. My... Sneak attack requires them to be unaware of your presence. Right. Yeah. Okay, he is extremely fine. distracted, uh, though, Nick. Uh, Neil, I think you missed one of the damage dice if you were rolling for the damage for the 11d20. Uh, no, the, those 2d8 were against a child one. Okay. Then there's 3d8 against the larger ogres. Okay. So, 6 and 8. Uh, 6 to this guy. 8 to this guy. The ogres are falling apart. All the children are slain now. It's just the two full-sized adult ogres. And they are kind of drunkenly stepping around looking like they're 
being bled to death. Are you ready for this now? I pull out my sling. I'm gonna shoot the big ogre. Give me a D. Uh, there's like four guys on that guy, so. Uh, 50 50, is it? No, it's gonna be like. It uh, would be 50 50, because you said it was. 50 50. Uh, oh, yeah, if you go down the hill and you pull a croak, yeah. you can 50 50 okay. it. Uh, you can go yeah. around behind them. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I w I'm looking. A two hits the guy and a one hits the ogre. Sure. Yes. You hit the ogre. Well, you might. Oh, I do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> nice. You ping the largest ogre in the head, maybe. Malachi the Ogre Slayer? For four. He wavers and topples to the ground, people scattering underneath him <laughs> before they get squished. Man slashes at the remaining ogre with the Great Spear, hopefully actually hitting something this fight. That's a hit. That's a hit. One, three damage. Fantastic. You plunge it into her gut, and she kind of topples down onto your spear. Uh, no, scimitar. Uh, yeah. So I just topples down. Yeah. You step out of the way, and the ogre crumples on the ground. Everyone like breathes heavily and exchanges looks. Okay. As the battle ends, I, I walk up. The knight's alive. And I mouth the words to him very clearly. Play along. And I get up to him and I start dressing him down in front of everybody. Wait, like, hold on, wait, wait, sorry, to me? Malachi. No, to me. Okay. Dressing me down in what way though, Croak? I'm like, what in the hell was that, Malachi? We were supposed to ambush them with some magic. We wasted how many lives of our Baron here? I, this is, a, like, what were you doing, right? Man snaps and like, I continue to, to do that for a few seconds. And then snaps I, I grab that. you by like the the shoulders and walk you away from everybody else, and okay. I, I I lower my voice and say, "You did a good job." All right. We, we killed a lot of those those Baron knights and uh, didn't take any damage ourselves. I really appreciate that. I'm trying to get this knighthood for us though, so I want to make sure that they heard our our care for them. And I pull out a pouch that contains ten of the stolen twenty platinum pieces, and I say. This is uh, your share here of the platinum we stole from the, the taxes. Keep care of that. And then I turn around looking angry again and walk up to Van. And I hold, on, on hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. When you started criticizing Malachi, Van fucking snapped. He said, Croak, this is not the time for this. You said there were reinforcement ogres. And he turns to the knight and says, we need to get that chest and get out of here before more reinforcements arrive. We need to get back to town. Stop worrying about this pussyfooting around. We need to get out of here before more men die. And he, like, starts um, telling people to, like, follow him to the cave. He needs, like, they need to get the chest and get out now. All right. So, so after, after I turn around from Malachi, then I don't get to go up to Van and congratulate him for doing a good job. I just go and start supervising Tom Sawyer style about how to pick up a chest. Well, hang on. I, when you try to give me the platinum, I say, um, don't think I could be so easily bought, croak. And I take a step back and cast invisibility. Uh, I just say, well, you're not being bought. It's just your share. If you don't want it, I'll take it. All right. <laughs> I put it back away. Okay. The infighting has started. Yep. The party is slowly <laughs> crumbling. Um, the the soldiers look around at each other. They go to check in on their friends. There are people that are just, you know, breathing heavily. They, they all need a moment to collect themselves. For most of these people, this is their first time they've ever fought an ogre. Maybe the yeah. knights had seen one before. 
Van um, kind of understand. Like Van, after like taking a second, kind of realizes the situation. He says, "I understand your grief, but we're not going to honor the dead by adding more to their pile today. We need to get that chest and get out of here. If we tarry much longer, there's a good chance reinforcements will arrive and wipe out the remaining of our number." Okay. Yeah, I'll go and check the body of the dead knight. Invisibly. Invisibly. You have come across the body of the dead knight. Is he dead? Dead. He is dead. Is that had his head cut off, right? Yes, he is below zero HP. I'll check his. I'll check his gear. His gear. Yeah, you find twenty gold and thirty silver on him if you wish to keep it. But on that, he's got a chainmail shirt, a uh, medium shield, a battle axe. Um, you know, like a knife, some basic other personal things that he carries about on him, but nothing of note or interest. Nothing of note. All right, Levi, don't take his gold. Okay. Stand back up. Just kind of, I'm going to follow the group. Sure. The remaining knight directs a few of the men to carry the body of the dwarf. The others come down with you guys and get the chest out of the cave. And then I think you guys all head back to town. Yeah. It is a rather long journey back, carrying the, the heavy chest of coins and the body of the dead knight with you, but it is done in peace. You come across no beasts nor monsters and maybe an hour or so later I mean a couple hours later you arrive back in town. I turn visible again just as we see the door. Before we get to town I'll just casually reappear. I think at some point the knight probably asked what the hell happened to the wizard and you know someone told him you went invisible and you're around somewhere and he just kind of ignored it. (laughs) Um, I at some point on the journey, like the knight seems pretty concerned about the loss of the other knight, right? Like the dwarf had died in the combat. Yes. Uh, Van goes up and apologizes and says, "I tried to help him in the middle of combat. I I cast a healing spell on him, but it it wasn't enough. I I apologize." Mm. He gives a gruff grunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, you guys arrive back at Hillsborough. And are brought inside and back into the Baron's chamber. There are trumpets to sound your return, and there, waiting in audience, are uh, would be the captain of the guard, and maybe eight noble families, or at least the mm-hmm. representatives from the eight noble families of Hillsborough. Uh, they all watch as you guys come in dragging or you know carrying this dead dwarf on your shoulders and this chest between all the men plop it all down in the middle the baron gets up from his chair can looking. i put my foot on it captain morgan style yes like... you can uh the baron looks over the the people and looks to his knight and says well um stout is he the guy nods, or I'm not uh, Gregor, the the knight nods. Uh, I'm sorry, my lord. He he did not make it. The Baron looks concerned, looks over, does like a quick head count of the other men, gives a deep sigh and shakes his head and goes. Oh. <clears throat> and plops back down in his chair quietly. Uh, he looks around at the room. And motions for the party to, to walk forward. Van kind of um, 
Yeah, I guess if he just motions first to walk forward, he just kind of walks forward. Yeah. Yep. All right. I oh. strut up, like, clearly proud of myself. The hall is pretty quiet, and you can see the looks on people's faces are a little uncomfortable. Um, it, you get the impression that everyone was expecting some sort of triumphant return, and a lot fewer men came back than they expected, and everyone's a little stricken and surprised by it. Mm-hmm. As you guys get to the, the foot of the dais where the Baron is sitting, he says in a gruff voice, What happened? When we engaged in the combat, uh, we set up on a hill to rain fire on them from above. We purchased more slings that everyone would be able to attack from a distance, but the ogres spotted us, and when we started firing, they grabbed their weapons and charged up the hill themselves. It was a brutal fight. There were six ogres and five <clears throat> who took part in the fighting, and many men were slain in the combat. We hoped to catch them on a worm, a lot, but they were already outside of that cave, ready they for were, us. Yeah, they were performing a funeral for the, the one who was slain the other day. <laughs> your your knight, Sir Gregor, I I apologize for his passing. I attempted to heal him in the middle of the combat, but my magic was not enough, and I kind of like give like there'd be some sort of like um some sort of way to like can uh show consolation, like some sort of uh bow to kind of show like grief. Yeah, 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 grief. Like consolation for grief. Do not fret, however, his life was not lost in vain. He struck down two of the ogres, I saw it with my own eyes. Were it not for him, the day would surely be lost. One of the the remaining knights speaks up from behind and says, My lord, in the ogre's encampment, they they carried spears and swords of surprising quality. And inside the actual cave, there were oversized suits of armor stitched of leather. Again, the baron furrows his brows and grunts again, looking to you guys says, have you seen any of these other creatures armed and armored in exceptional gear before? Um, was the bit where we heard about the ogres working with the people of the firewood, that was in the one shot, right? Like, we didn't hear about that in Hardcore Heroes. I don't even remember that. I remember uh, we heard about the Bastards of the Firewood overtaking Anvil. Yeah. But I don't yes. remember if we heard any more about how they, like, I don't remember if we learned anything about their base of operations in the area. We definitely don't know anything in this. Yeah, I don't think that was even covered in the one shot. No. I, I remember mentioning that, like, one of the dudes from... It, it, whatever, it's one shot stuff. It doesn't matter for her careers. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Van says, this is the first I've seen it. It's possible they have outside help. I don't think ogres would be able to fashion... Was it, like, iron or steel blades? No, they were bronze. Okay. But they... They're still like bronze, two-handed swords that. Yeah, and they're not like smiths. Yeah, ogres don't have any gear to any way to make these things. I mean, they're wearing animal pelts. Yeah, um, I say um, because they were like oversized for human use, right? They were like specifically. They, they were tailored for ogre size. Okay, I say, I don't. It's very likely they had outside help. I don't think ogres are capable of forging those weapons themselves, and their weaponry was clearly tailored for their use. Though, the swords I saw them carrying and the spears they were carrying were not meant for ordinary men to hold. There are larger problems on our hands. At least the taxes are safe. Yes, yes. He waves to a person who comes over uh, and takes the chest with a few of the soldiers who returned and drags it off somewhere to be counted and stored. The Baron steps up and says, Well, 
I promised a knighthood for the return of the taxes, and a knighthood shall be granted. Uh, he motions for Croak to step forward. I right. do so. Hold on. <laughs> I say, my lord, I believe the party should discuss who receives this knighthood. We are a team, and I don't believe any bestowment should be granted without us first... Without us first deciding who should take it. Excuse me? It is the Baron's choice. I clearly set this up and then let it... Just allow the Baron to judge as he sees fit. We are a group... I believe we should... This is a great gift that you bestow upon us, and I believe that we should discuss this as a, as the group that we are. I don't believe we should take such a gift lightly without first discussing it. I us. grant knighthoods to who I desire. I, I do not take my candidates by democratic choice. I understand, but you said that it was to the group that, to the ones who returned the taxes, you would grant a knighthood to the representative of the group. We have no such... And so we are. And the Baron has chosen. Van, just relax. I will not grant knighthood to a mouthy cleric, nor this seemingly useless wizard who has not spoken a word since he walked into these chambers. The only person that seems worthy of such a gift would be the one who recovered the treasure to begin with, brought the attention, brought the matter to my attention, and led the battle. The one who recovered the treasure to begin with did so because we posed a distraction for him. We gave him a chance to do what he did. We Exactly, as I asked you to. And I thank you very much for that. This fighting does not become us, gentlemen. Perhaps, Van, we should allow the Baron to make his choice. What is in the name, after all? Very well. It is your choice. And then kind of takes a few steps back. The Baron motions for Croak to come forward, puts a hand on his shoulder, and says, Croak, I will speak to the Count and arrange for you to be knighted. You will... Of course... This gift comes as a, in the form of a hedge knight. But if you desire, I am in need of a new retainer. You could have a permanent place in my household. I appreciate the offer, um, but I am beholden to my family. And I kind of wash my hand across Malachi and Van. And I say, um, I could not... Uh, abandon them to stay here with you. Uh, but I do so ever appreciate the honor you are giving me as a hedge knight. Mm. He nods. The arrangements will be made. Please do not leave town until the count has been gotten back to me. Okay. I will do so. Thank you very much. There is a scattered applause from the nobles present, but they seem unnerved by the whole thing. Um... And the Baron also produces a pouch of gold containing 50, uh, 50 coins and hands it to Croak to give to, to divide amongst his men. Excellent. Um, and then with an awkward, quiet exit, people kind of start shuffling out. Um, as you guys stand there waiting for the, the crowd to clear so you can get out, the, you hear a lot of the nobles saying, My word, did you hear that they sent 22 men? including two knights? Look what came back. 
25 men. Mm. Uh, Neil, I want to... Is the wizard there? The wizard is present. He's standing beside the uh, captain of the guard. I'd like to, at the right moment, go and sort of introduce myself to him. Sure. There's people moving about. You know, everyone's leaving. There's uh, 10 noble families in the room. There's knights and guards and whatnot. So there's a lot going on. You walk towards the wizard, and he comes down the steps to meet you. Gives you a, yeah, a bit of a nod. And says, you know, before, you, before you get a, a chance to get in a word, he says, I apologize for my lord's harsh words. Dwarves are naturally mistrusting of magic. It's understandable. I've dealt with that kind uh, before. You know, um, my friend, the new uh, Sir Croak, if we're going to be sticking around in town for a while, perhaps uh, we could exchange ideas. I could do with someone intelligent to speak to. Hmm. We could have supper this evening. Sounds agreeable. Mm. Uh, meet me here. You know, whatever. He, you, you range how to meet up, but he would like to do it in his quarters here in the in the keep. It's fine. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you guys would like to do? Um, I'll give the twenty-five. Like, I'll give the fifty gold to Van and Malachi to split as they desire. Um. I want to have a like chat with Van at some point, because um, that was a little dicey. And, the uh, but before that, I return Brutus and get my fifteen gold deposit back. Yep, all that goes according to plan. Um, as you're actually no, not quite. As you're going to return Brutus, he stops just as you're like putting your hand on the alchemist's um, d- uh, doorknob. And goes. He touches me. Uh, uh, Sir, Mr. Croak, Mr. Croak. <laughs> um, well, yes, Mr. Brutus. Uh, what is it? I don't want to go back in there. Are you? Are you looking for a squire? I I don't I don't want to be an alchemist. Hmm. My parents Correct. told me I had to be. You don't wish to be an alchemist. Uh uh-uh. uh. I, I want to be a great warrior like you. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Being a great warrior doesn't always mean battles with ogres and and uh, kingly riches. It's often hard work, and it's threatening to your life and dangerous. Are you sure you wish to, to leave the alchemist? This is a good life. You can make a lot of money. You can be happy. Find a nice woman. You no. can come with me. Things will be different. I want different. All right. I understand that. What skills do you have? What can I do with you? I'm not your typical knight, as you can tell. I don't wade into battle with a chain of armor and a big sword. I'm more of a subtler man. I I, I can clean your boots and and polish your things. I can fetch your food and drink and do your laundry. I'm good with... with I've been trained as an alchemist for a few years now. I... I know something of herbalism and 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 mixing things and and I'm willing to learn. How good are you with your hands? Uh, okay. I I don't know what that means. Come, follow me. Um, I begin wandering through the street and I I kind of find some like shadowy areas and I'm like, do what you can to move like a cat through here. 
And uh, I begin kind of showing him like how to move silently on like the balls of my feet, dipping in and out of shadow, trying to show him. And I'm judging his aptitude as he follows me. Uh, he kind of ducks through the street, doesn't have any good habits, but he also doesn't have any bad habits. He looks like a, a pretty novice person, but he looks like he's eager and willing to try. Looks like he'll pick it up. Maybe, yeah. It looks like he's got at least nine dexterity. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're asking. Okay. I, I give him like the whole ringer, right? I, I walk him through town quietly. I like, um, what else? What are other thief skills? Uh, Pickpockets, move silently, find remove tracks, yeah. open locks, detect noise, hide in shadows. I'm wondering walls. how quickly he will take to being a thief, or if I'm going to have to try to convince him it's good. Uh, he does want to be a squire for a night. Yeah. I think I tell him, you know, I, I appreciate your offer, and you keep practicing these things. Get good with your hands. I'll come back through here. Maybe the next time I see you, you'll be ready. But I don't think you're ready now. And then I return him to the shop. Okay, he looks dejected, but returns willingly. Um, And I think on that note, why don't we go to break? And we'll see what happens with the rest of the party in a few minutes. Bye-bye, guys. See you later. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Hardcore Heroes. You guys are still in Hillsborough. And I think, Croak, you said you were going to send off messages to the children. Yeah, I'm going to send off some messages again, uh, just because I want these kids to be available when I do my heist in mm-hmm. in uh, Redport. But if it's going to take me two weeks to get knighted, then we need to put them off another week. Okay. I hope Van drafts a message for you. It's just like, sorry, busy getting knighted, LOL, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> I was using a courier last time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the couriers will set it up for you. Um, and you tell them to meet you just another week, so three weeks from now. I retire to an, a tavern to memorize some spells while I wait for my meeting. Yeah, Van starts um, drinking in the tavern they're in. Okay. So we potentially just have two weeks to skip ahead in time for yeah, this whole we, coronation. So, uh, Neil, how much of my... um? did I do for the blacksmith already? Uh, some, not all, but you're still like a month and a half out from that. Okay, so it's fine if we just chill for two weeks and then we go back. Oh, yeah, you've got three months before your plate mail is done, so. I'm actually going to suggest to the group that we maybe just like hang out in Redport and not do anything significant for a little while so that we can be a little bit more um, well-geared for future. We have to hang out in Hillsborough first. I'm looking forward to getting back to Redport. I guess you two are mad at me. Maybe you'll go to Redport without me. No, I, I don't. I don't think he's gonna leave town. I think it'd be pretty stupid to walk the road on our own. But um, like I, I think we should um, once we get back to Redport, we should probably just like hang out for like maybe even a couple of months since we seem to have some money going for us now. I mean, I have I have plans for Redport, so yeah, I'm totally okay staying there. Yeah. Well, I wanna I wanna speak to this wizard, Neil. If we are just gonna skip ahead two weeks. Yeah, no, you can skip to the speak to the wizard. What would you? Well, I mean, we sit down for dinner. Okay. Right. Inside the keep, or in sure. his like workshop. Uh, he has a, a little, yeah, he has a little workshop that he invites you into. So I start out by making small talk. I ask, you know, you, you seem very young to be an archmage of a baron. How did you come to get in this position? 
How long have you been studying magic? Does he have a specialization? Uh, he does. His name, first off, his name is Bormulan the Bormulan. Bormulan the Invoker. B-R-O-M-U-L-O-N. Bormulon. Bormulan the Invoker. Okay. Uh, so his specialization is invocation and evocation. And that's like fireballs and shit. Fireballs and shit. Oh yeah, okay. So I um I wanna put up to him about you know exchanging spell books and learning from each other. Oh, but so I'm gonna be here for two weeks. Hmm. Let me take a look at what his spells are. And if that doesn't work, then I'll uh, regale him with my experiences of the potion and explain to him how powerful it can be for wizards, and maybe we could work together to, um, you know, see how to get some more. Okay. So he says that he was just a wizard studying here in town. Uh, probably the only wizard in town, or at least the only one that he's aware of. Mm. Uh when there was a thief that had robbed the keep or robbed a, a building very near to the keep and was seen fleeing and as he was taken off Bormulan cast a web spell entangled the guy in a bunch of webs allowed the guards to come up and catch him the turns out the thief had stolen some things from the keep but was leaving from building nearby the merchandise was returned it happened to be the baron's wife's jewelry uh -huh. um and the Baron, despite his distrust of wizards, realized that, you know, maybe it's nice to have one on hand and these wizards, you know, these humans aren't totally crazy. So he interviewed Bormulan, talked to him about what he can do, how, how he could be of help. And when Bormulan demonstrated his stinking cloud and knock spells, the Baron took him in as you never know when you need to uh, what do you say? You never know when you need to flush out a rat. Well, I appreciate the stats of your position, but rather you than me, I could not I could not bring myself to be told what to do by a dwarf every single day. You understand. <laughs> no offense. Uh, none taken, for that is not how things actually go around here. You see, the Baron is innately distrustful of magic and calls on me only when there are matters that he really needs. This is actually quite the perfect situation. Uh, minimal involvement from the higher-ups. Uh, most of the time I get to study and work on my own. Um, I've what been... is it you're working on? Just studying of magic. Increasing my breadth of knowledge. Or maybe we could help each other in that regard. Perhaps. I'll show you yours if you show me my... Wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, now that's always the tricky part with wizards, because as soon as you open your spell books to each other, you know every spell the other person has, and then you can you know, find weaknesses in one another. So this whole, like, Exchanging of spellbook information is a, a dicey thing between wizards. Makes uh, sense. If someone's trying to play would you, it, you can get screwed. I mean, would it be pretty normal for, like... 
mean, this guy's a court wizard, right? He doesn't go riding into battle often. He's usually right. just doing his studies. So it wouldn't be that weird for him to, like, show him his spells as long as he hasn't researched any that are, like, super crazy and niche. Maybe. But, but it would, if I was trying to kill if, him or something like that. If Malachi was trying to uh, usurp the Baron or screw the this guy somehow, saying, ah, I have these ten spells at my disposal, you can be like, ah, well, clearly here's a way that I can, you know. I see. Um, so this next bit is a little bit tricky. How, how do you approach it? What are your words exactly? So I say that and take my spell book out. You, you say, I'll show you mine if you show me yours? Yeah, and I, I put it on the table closed. And I look at him and I see the hesitation in his what, eyes. What is your reaction adjustment from Charisma? I'm sure it's a 10. Uh, zero. Zero. Should have had Van with you, man. Yeah. And if I notice his hesitation... Yes, oh. a lot of hesitation. Um, I say, look, Bormulan, I know we've just met. But, uh... You can quite clearly see I've no desire to take your place or see anything ill befall you. I'm just stuck in here for two weeks while my friend receives his uh, his knighthood, and I need something to occupy my mind. This potion you see, it's for all its blessings, it's somewhat of a curse as well. I'm stuck all, all night, no way to sleep, nothing to do. I need something to keep my mind occupied, and you seem like the only person in this entire town who could help me. I'm prepared to share with you everything I know in exchange for... You can at least buy him dinner first. What's a few of your uh, secrets? Magic enriches the world, Bormulan. It's not to be coveted, kept away, hidden in books. It is to be shared. If we are to gain more respect for our order, then we must let the world know of our power. And what better way to build that power than to work together? Your words are sweet as honey, but I don't quite know if I can trust you yet. We literally just met today. I understand. How would you have me show my trust, your trust, earn your trust? Hmm. Let us talk for a time. If you will be here for a few weeks, why not stay as my guest? There are spare chambers in the keep. Perhaps we could discuss things and near the end of your time, revisit the matter. That sounds agreeable. I have something to work on for the next day or two, at least. Excellent. Um, so then basically the two of you guys can bro out for the next two weeks. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, before skipping ahead, uh, didn't uh, Greg, you mentioned that you wanted to talk to Van, right? I do! Okay. Um, I'm not sure exactly what I want to say. I want to buy you a drink at the tavern, because that seems to be yeah. the way Croak I, and Van bond. Yeah, I think when you get there, he's already like sitting there drinking. Because I assume it's, like, the same day as everything happened. Like, he, he left right after the um, the ceremony. He just, like, went straight to the tavern and started drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, I order a drink and sit next to you. Um, and just kind of drink in silence for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and eventually I look over and say, it was, a, it was a tough day out there. We lost many a good man. And just kind of, like, nods and takes another drink from uh, his mug. I noticed a little bit of tension between us out there. I wanted to clear the air a little bit. Uh, what have I done to earn your ire today? It's the title, Croak. You, you seem to be happy no matter where we go. 
we could travel across the world and you would find something to take your interest. For me, Shirebrook was my home. I was I was born there, I was raised there. When my father died, the church took me in and they didn't they didn't have to do it and they did it anyways. I I owe a lot to those people and I don't think I did the right thing in showing them. Showing them I understand I just, home is I just a wanted to go home one day, Grok. Home is an important concept. I think that your position with the church might allow you to come back one day more than you think. You see, a cleric is a, a powerful title in and of itself. And if we were all to return, bearing titles and good deeds, then perhaps your association with us would not be looked down upon the way it normally is. Perhaps you should think of the title of going to me or Malachi as a, as a bonus. It helps clear your prior associations. And will one day, as your name spreads far and wide as a powerful and goodly man doing good in the world, your cleric friend with his two knights, you could return back to town. Maybe. I doubt that man would have given me the title anyways. He didn't seem to like me much. He did seem a bit uh, rude, I would say. I was unfortunate to have him treat you that way. Malachi may be right. Dwarves might just be shitheads. <laughs> I think about it for a second, and then I'm like, I think I agree. Don't tell Zinli that, though. Will do. Wait, who? Who? Zinli. Oh, have you not met Zinli? Uh, no. A bit of an on-again, on off-again girlfriend I've been having back in Redford. Really? I didn't, uh, I didn't take you for the type to go for that kind of person. Mm. She has a very it's really beard. availability. Is it? Is it her beard? Is it, is that the? <laughs> I'm sorry. What did you say? Is, is it? Is it her beard? Is that the? Is that the? Oh, quality? actually, she's beardless. Interestingly enough. Really? Yes. I did not know dwarves came without beards. It's quite interesting. Hmm. I guess. I guess that you know, a fun-sized partner. Anyways. <laughs> All right, and I think we should chat the night away about Zinli and about our our shared past. Maybe we share some memories about Corny, and we 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 talk shit about the ale we're drinking. Like, man, I can't believe they sell this swill here. I'm so used to the good stuff Corny used to make. Mm -hmm. I miss yeah, I you. I don't think Van's like super bitter with you. Like, he knows that you were trying to totally like snake that title out, but he was trying to do the same thing. So I, I think it's a little bit more like fuck that Baron guy, right? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, Baron's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> All right, can we drink away our our, our bitterness? Yep. Okay. I'll spend the night learning uh, spectral hunt. Oh, spectral hand. Okay. Yes. Your your English accent got me there for a second, and I could have sworn you said sexual hand, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> sexual hunt. Yeah. He's really trying to impress this wizard. <laughs> Nail as well. If I'm sleeping in the keep, I might go for a. A late time walk around the keep. If and if anyone tries to stop me, I'll go back to my room. But I might just wander around. Okay. Sure. Just see what there is to see. Uh, well, there's not much going on at night in the keep. It's pretty quiet. There are guards on patrol. Um, actually, no, half the keep guards are dead. Twenty. So twenty of the Baron's personal guard are dead. 
uh, not 20, uh, ten. six Eight. of his, he no. sent um, ten of his personal guard and ten of the, like, town's watchmen. Um, so he's down to 14 personal guard. So yeah, there are a few people patrolling the keep. And I, they, they recognize you, and I think you might recognize a few of their faces, and they give you plenty of room to walk around. Um, is there anywhere in particular you're trying to go? Mm, how well guarded is the uh, the wizard's workshop? Uh, it seems to be unguarded. Is that where his bed was? Yeah, he's kind of got a, a bedroom with a study attached. Hmm. What kind of lo- what kind of opening mechanism is on the door? There's a lock with a key. Okay, I just walk past it then. Okay. Um, at some point, I'll cast detect magic and look around the keep. Ah. Um. Sadly, you find nothing of magic in the keep. Oh. I mumble to myself something about useless towns and useless dwarfs. <laughs> And go back to the um, go back to my room and finish lighting my spell. Okay, uh, you can spend. You're doing eight hours. You're basically going to do sixteen hours a day, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it depends when the guy starts. If he lets me look at his spell book, like how far into the potion's duration. Is yeah, the... that'll. I think the how many days are left in the potion? Four and a half. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Um, so we can skip ahead a few days, right? Do I learn Spectral Hand then? Yeah, if it's a few uh, days. No, you fail Spectral Hand. Okay. Um, so let's skip ahead... Um, let's skip ahead a full week for now. Which brings us to Wednesday, the 2nd of March. Um... Actually, I can't think of any reason not to skip ahead further. Uh, there's nothing I particularly want to do in town. Sure. I might, like, do shopping. You know what? I think if we're going to be sk- skipping around so much, you guys have so much downtime, I think that's a perfect time to dole out experience for this section of things. All right. Um, wasn't there something that I said I was going to give you experience for later? Yeah, it was just the, the quest. quest just the, the quest of the... Yeah, we asked about it, and you said we hadn't finished it yet. Right, yeah. okay. Perfect. So, let's start doing experience. Um, How close are you two to leveling? I'm not very. Off. I'm like 3,500 off. Okay. 7,700. Okay. Once so we're we probably there, not going to get there yet. Maybe yeah. Van, if he gets XP. If we get hella XP for that quest, but I don't think so. If we do, though, that's... um. Totally awesome. Yeah. All right. So just from combat, and I'm dividing it between four people because there was a third level knight who survived. Okay. Um, 520 experience from combat alone. Okay. Uh, include 10% if you have them. Uh, let's see. Then there was returning the quest. And um, let's see. Uh, do I get the experience for doing the recap at the beginning? Uh, yes, please mark that. Is it a hundred? Yes. I don't think there's anything else actually. You just fought the ogres. You interacted with some people. Um, so actually, let's take a 
Everyone also mark down 333 for the ogre, the the, the tax quest. Is that including 10%? That is not including 10%. Okay. Um, neither was the the combat yeah. experience. Do we get XP for securing a title within the party? I think the title is the reward in and of itself. Okay. Uh, clever idea. Idea that saves a party. Everyone roleplay their characters well. You know, we'll do that at the end. Let's yeah, do... Spells. Um, spells. Clerics. Uh, I learned. I, oh, right, go so on, I you cast go four cure light wounds, and I feel like we're all pretty important to survive in that fight. Like the ones that I cast on myself were important for me. The ones that you did, like, the ones that you did in town, I'm gonna skip. Any com thing you did in combat, I'll I take. cast the cure light wounds on the dwarf. Okay, um, and that was successful, right? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. So mark fifty for that, Malachi. You missed two light spells. It's, is that the ruling? If they've passed their save, we don't get XP. Yeah, because it didn't actually overcome any problems. He did sleep an ogre. You did yeah, sleep an ogre. So mark 50 learned, for that. Um, I learned something. Yeah. And I cast Invis on myself as well. Uh, that was after combat. Okay. What spell did um, you learn? I learned Forget. That's a second level spell? Yeah. Okay, so mark 200. Um, and Croak. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Cool. I didn't do a whole lot. That's Other cool. than, like, roleplay really hard. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Like, most of the two hours was us in a giant, like, melee combat. Yes. Yeah. Big combats are messy. Um, no one levels, I take it, with this? No, I am about 2,500 off from leveling. Okay. So let's actually skip ahead a few more days. Malachi, um, give me a charisma check just for how you interact with this guy over the course of this time. Let's see how it plays out for you. Pass. Cool. So at the end of this period of time, um, like uh, on a Sunday, a few days before you guys are supposed to head off to Clydesdale for the knighting process, the wizard sits down with you and goes, mm, Well, Mr. Malachi, you've been a, a, a good enough fella. I think your intentions are honorable, and I, I, it's been so wonderful to exercise my mind with a like-minded person. Why don't we exchange a spell or two? And, Sounds, and uh, he asks to see good. your spell book, and he'll show you his, um, and it'll take some read magics and some more time working together to actually figure out what everyone's got. So Malachi yeah. zips down his fly. Yep. <laughs> There's his spell book. Oh, okay. Um, he offers for you to come back for a couple more weeks after the, the ceremony and work with him and just study each other's things and you can catch up with your friends later or they can come back and stay as well. But he is enjoying having your company around and would like to to share knowledge with you. Was this literally like a day before we leave? Like three days before you leave. Hmm. Couldn't they just copy spells down into the books? Like, they identify what the spells are and then copy down what they, uh... You can't copy the spell until you learn the spell. It's... The, the rules are weird. Okay. I, I was curious about that. Yeah. We need to invent the photocopier for Nick. Well, could, could he not copy his spells and I copy my spells on scrolls and we exchange? Uh, yeah, you could just create copies. Yeah, that'd be fine. 
Uh, that's a really clever idea. Yeah, I was about to say, because you can do that with scrolls. Can they not make the scrolls then? Nick, so clever idea. <laughs> so let's work out which spells we're going to exchange. And we'll spend a, a day or two writing them down and exchange. Sure. So um, is he willing to give me everything I haven't got? or? Yeah, I think this is an opening, like... I'll take anything I want from you, and you take anything you want from me. So, can I make a, uh, a list of spells on my card sheet that I can learn? Um, yeah, well, so... So, why don't you guys spend a few days together? Yeah. Um, why don't you go back with him after everyone gets knighted in Clydesdale, or Croak gets knighted in Clydesdale, and then you guys can just write down all... You can write down all of his spells and keep them rolled well, we've in got paper. Three, three days, right? I yeah. I wouldn't... We have to go back. Uh, writing down these spells is a meticulous process. You got to get everything just, you know, the accents and the drawings and the. It takes a little while. Um, like three days. No, because it, it just it means splitting the party if I've got to go back. Uh, no, you guys don't. The rest of the party doesn't want to go back with him. Well, I guess I haven't been speaking to them. Um, How? I want to do my fittings in Redport. But... What does my time crunch look like with the kids? Uh, you have by the you will have a week after getting knighted to meet up with the kids. So if he spends three days working, how long does it take to travel to Clydesdale? Two it's days. Before we were going to leave anyways. Yeah, it would screw up your timeline with the kids. Then, um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean I've been putting them off so much. Like I want to make that happen. Okay. That could be something we do once we get settled, is come back. I mean, I'll make... Uh, no, I, can I mean, just... I want... This is... Nick did, a, did some good work here to get some spells, and he's smart, right? Like, we want this to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll stick around for as long as he wants if he's learning spells. Uh, actually, Nick, how many spells do you want to learn? Because if you only well, want to grab a few of these, you could do that in three days. If you want to grab all of them, it would take a little longer. There is ten that I don't have. How many would you let me get down on scrolls? In you three days. Just, like, Nine? At literally any time. Nine. So if I just if I drop one of these. Yeah. Okay, I'll drop one and let me just have a read of them. I'll tell you which one I which one I drop. Awesome. So in the three days he'll get like three scrolls a day? Yeah. Awesome. I think that works perfect. I give him access to anything that he wants of mine. Right. He reads your book. What is this shit? <laughs> Low-level scrub. All right, yeah, I'm going to need a few minutes now just to read all these spells. Sure, sure. Um, that's fine. He's going to take... You know, he's got a lot of your second-level spells, actually. <laughs> yeah, he does have a lot. He hasn't got ESP, Flaming Sphere, and he would be interested in Flaming Sphere. Yeah, and he would be interested in ESP as well. He is like the best spell for court wizards. He has mm -hmm. no forget either. Oh right, I need to add forget to your list. Yeah, he has no irritation either. Yeah. So actually, I've got quite a lot. In fact, me and him have got quite different spell books. That's so quite good. Mm -hmm. Fist of stone. Do I want that? Do you want to literally punch people with a giant stone fist? <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be pretty badass. <laughs> okay. Um, why don't we skip on ahead a little bit more? Um, do, 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 do. 
There is a knighting ceremony in Clydesdale a few days later. All right. Um, you know, I really didn't expect you guys to get done with everything so quickly. I, I hadn't jotted down any notes for the, the knighting ceremony here. <laughs> But you I get would imagine to... that it's probably a fairly low key ceremony, right? Because I'm a hedge knight, which is like the lowest possible you can get on the scale, and I don't come from a noble family. So yes. there's probably like a small get together of like the the nobles that have to be there, right? The ones that are required by the court. Like the court is there, and maybe like a few other people like from around the nearby castle area, but I don't imagine it's a big ceremony as everything there. It's probably very formal, kind of like a court situation, mm -hmm. right? They come up and be like, I croak, affirm to uphold the laws of the land and, you know, do right by my mother and all those nice things that knights do be chivalrous and then they like do the formal tapping of the sword and then it's kind of like a done deal like i don't think it's a ceremony as much as it is like a formal yeah political I, thing i don't think for this situation there's much to go along with it it's just the the baron the count the count's guards a few other high-ranking nobles just to preside over the effect someone to jot down you know a, a courtroom artist to make a drawing of the situation Mm -hmm. um, and you are given a knighthood. Uh, part of your vows as a knight are to always do right. Always do right. Always do right. Protect the weak. Act with the honor. Subjugating is a form of protection, right? Uh, of sometimes help people themselves. need to be subjugated for their own good. Yeah. <laughs> I really hope this knighthood lasts like a week and a half until you just like murder somebody. <laughs> um, also with the knighthood, you are granted the option of having a trial by combat if you are ever accused of a crime. Since nice. you're not a noble, you cannot name a champion, but you can you know fight instead of instead of actually instead of going to court. Yeah, instead of being guilty you have a chance to fight for yourself let's be honest if you're going to court you've done something wrong croak yep <laughs> um, uh, and while you do not get a last name you are given a set of um you're given a, something to distinguish yourself as a knight i haven't quite figured out what it is yet and you also get to like a, a sigil that you, you can make for yourself and put it on your things and you have an official like you know house croak house croak yes uh, go ahead and take your time to design it that could have been done in the weeks leading up to this and it gets made for you and you get like a something that they stitch onto whatever cloak you have currently to uh, denote your knightliness Definitely. Um, and this, you'll get some paperwork to go with it. And this sigil and that paperwork are pretty much going to be the only things that say you're a knight. A lot of people, most knights come from nobility and you can just notice them by, you know, they, they wear heavier armor, they've got a little bit more money, they've usually got noble names. Um, so you are one of those weird knights that you could say, I'm a knight, and so it's like, you're not a knight, look at you, you're just some, you know, country bumpkin. Um, so these are your ways to prove your knightliness. If you're ever in a situation where you're trying to prove that you're a knight and someone's not believing you, like a noble or an official is not believing you, 
it would be protocol for you to say, this is the person who knighted me, go contact them. And then you would like sit and wait. So let's say you're getting arrested for something and you say, don't arrest me. I'm a knight. They might like hold you in a, uh, as a guest, you know, a, a prisoner guest in a, yeah. a manner for a while while they send a messenger. And when the messenger comes back and yes, this person's who to say it is, then things will be resolved. Um, so you have some extra honors and privileges that come with this. Awesome. So I'm definitely going to like, when I get back to Redport, I guess is probably when, but I'm going to get tailored up like two sets of clothes, mm-hmm. like one set of clothes that's very like, that is adorned with the sigil, right? And the, the, the markings is very clear and it looks more primly like pristine. And then I'm going to get the, like a new set of like croak clothes that are like colored differently and are more anonymous. Okay. Cool. So you are now Kel Croak, officially. Nice. All right. Neil, I dropped Gaze Reflection. Drop it? Like, that's the one. Oh, it, there was 10 spells of his that I could learn. That's the one that I don't get. So do you want me to just read out the ones I've got? No, that's fine. Okay. Uh, well, you know, why don't you read it out for, for the viewers? I don't care, but they will. Yeah, and I'm going to start learning one of these. So I've got Comprehend Languages, Fists of Stone, Message, Shield, Wizard Mark, and then at level two, Continual Light, Levitate, Strength, and Web. Oh, we have also surpassed another month. So everyone pay up your monthly living expenses. Which Does is anyone what? remember how we dissolved this? Is it 50 gold, gold for, okay. for standard living expenses. For standard. Yeah, 50 gold, yeah. Cool. I'll pay that. Should right. I pay more for living extravagantly? Uh, yes. You should probably like, pay double. We'll call it a hundred. Yeah, I think you you eat the finest food and lots of it, and you yeah. you tend to buy drinks for people and yeah, you, you yeah, croak no. it up. Okay, I'm gonna mark off ten platinum then. Nice. So, um, Neil, if we are heading out on the road, my next spell to learn is shield. Shield. Okay, and that is a level one spell. Yeah. Right? This guy didn't have burning hands. What's that about? So yeah, an invoker. You know, sometimes you just don't get the spells you want. Uh, what your chance to learn is again? 75. Okay. Okay, so you guys have to leave from Clydesdale and head to Redport. The Baron says his goodbyes, reminds you, Croak, that you always have a place in his household if you would like. He can always use another retainer. It comes with plenty of perks, um, including health insurance. I will remember your generous offer. Um, Perhaps there will be a time where I will come and and work for you, but unfortunately now, it uh, just would not be right to leave my, my men here. He understands and lets you go. Okay. So you guys leave from Clydesdale back to Redport. I believe it is a three-day journey. Is that what we had said? Clydesdale. Uh, yeah. I think it was like somewhere to three to five. Yeah, it's 70 miles on the road. So 24 miles a day, 20, 40, 60. Yeah, three-day journey. Um... Oh, Neil, can I... um? Can we say, or I was only one health off, never mind. But if anyone in the party is injured, can we say that over this whole period? I was yeah, you, I mean, you had two weeks. I think you all yeah. healed to full in those two yeah. weeks. 
So I'm just back to standard spell allotment. My potion's gone. It's upsetting. I'm very sad that your potion is gone. That was yeah. the most effective thing ever. Yeah. yeah. We need to get like a brewmaster to make that for us. Does Malachi go through withdrawal after that? <laughs> it's like insanely hungry all of a sudden. <laughs> okay. You guys don't have any horses, do you? Uh, no. no well, we were it. talking about buying a mule, though. Did we actually do that during that two-week period? Somewhere we talked about it last session, getting a mule to carry our extra shit for us. I could totally do with a carriage, by the way. Like, if like, I could study spells yeah. on the road, that'd be... Because, um, Croak, you are lightly encumbered, right? I am, yeah. If you could store your excess stuff on the, um, like, on a mule, we could have him with saddlebags. I could, like, carry a second set of armor, and you could have him storing, um... Like, just, yeah, you could have him carrying any of your excess stuff, and you might be able to get unencumbered. Um, yeah. And then we travel a little bit I mean, down the road. I am... That would work, if that's what we want to do as a party. Yeah, Neil, what's better for carrying gear, like a mule or a donkey? Hmm. Let's take a look. Um, a mule and donkey both cost 8 gold. I think they might have identical stats, actually. Let's double check their carrying capacity. I can't find horses. I'm using worm. Uh, mules can carry 250 pounds. Okay. They can carry almost as much as a heavy warhorse without being encumbered. There's no donkey in the carrying capacity, so I'm going to assume that donkey carries the same as mule. Okay, pack mule. That's fine. Um, we were going to buy something else too, weren't we? We were talking about getting either a carriage or horses, or maybe both. Yeah. How much does a carriage cost now? A carriage is carriage a common also. carriage is 150 gold. I see one in the window and look at Croak with wide eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Where will we start uh, that though? The problem with a carriage, Mr. Malachi, is it also requires two horses to draw. Speak for yourself. One horse would be quite enough for me. Croak, uh, we could both ride like. Two horses we can afford. I assume that we could afford the carriage as well, but I could we take a carriage? I ride anything but the most sturdy of horses. <laughs> Wait, can I do a studying on a horse? Or would no, you I don't think so. Okay. I'd need a carriage, but it's all right. I can just study at night. It's fine. Okay. Um, do we want to get horses, though, so we can travel a little bit? Let, let's do horses later, at least when we get back to Redport at the early. No, no. I, I actually will rent a horse to, um, to travel back to. Redport. You want is a that... carriage? I'll buy you a carriage, but you no, gotta. No, I, don't want, I, don't, I don't want a carriage. A horse is fine, Neil. Can I rent a horse in Clydesdale and have it sent back to him at Redport for a few gold or not? Oh, wait. No, there was something to do in Clydesdale, though, Neil. You said they had state, uh, kennels there, right? They have kennels. Yes. Oh, yes, that's what I want to do. And third. But if we can rent horses, then we should do that too. I want two dogs, Neil. Two dogs that are ready to fight. Okay, I don't think there are... I don't think you can rent horses. I don't think that's a thing. Okay. Uh, not unless you're going to return them to the same place, right? Right. Like, maybe you could rent a horse if you give a down payment of the horse's value, and then you leave, and then you come back, and then you get some cash back. That yeah. might work. Okay. Um, I, I can't afford a horse, so if we are going to... Shell out for horses, I think Croak would have to pay that expense. Look, look, I'll buy us a carriage and two horses to draw it, and we can just ride in style, right? I am a knight. Like, let's make it happen. But um, right. you'll need I'm a driver. 
right? You guys gotta, Croak doesn't want the carriage and the two horses, especially since he can't actually ride a horse, right? He needs like a sturdy, massive war horse that's a badass. I can't bring the dogs in the in the carriage, no, I think, I, I, I turn up, well, okay. I yeah. mean, we're talking like a carriage, there's room inside yeah. for six people. And you can people. walk beside Cramp. it too, like we're six not gonna people. spend the whole time in the carriage. Yeah. Unless okay. you're just studying spells. Like, you could fit, there's like, so in a carriage, you've got a bench on either side facing each other, and you could fit, if you need to, three people on each side. It'd be a little cramped. It's more comfortable for four people, and there's yeah. room on the floor for dogs. My big okay, issue great. is if we got a carriage, where would we store it? Uh, the other thing is I who would drive guys. it. Make it happen. You would um, need, need a driver, someone to care for your horses can, and crap. Can like, we not learn how to drive a carriage ourselves? No, you could, but then two people would be inside, and one person would be the driver on the outside. At the Man, point we where pay, you, we can well, pay for a driver, how much is that? Yeah, I was, I was imagining Croco driving van would just walk alongside it as like a you know to keep in, to keep a lookout. Of course, like if that's what you want to do, then that's not a problem. But I think at the point oh where God. you're hiring, where you're buying a carriage and horses to pull it, you might want to consider having people to okay. do some work yeah. for you. I say that if we are um, talking about carriage, like we're not going to get to Redport any faster with the carriage, so we should just worry about that when we get to Redport. Let's no, because this is the place with the stables. Oh, that's true. That's true. true. Now, I mean, surely, how much is it going to cost to pay a guy for a month to drive to ride the cars? Like a few gold. A gold a month to hire a full-time groom to drive your carriage and tend to your horses and make sure all that stuff goes well. I mean, you're shelling out 300 gold for two horses. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll buy the horses in the carriage. If I'll you'll cover the. Him. I'll cover the driver. And yeah. you, you pay the driver, and you keep track of the horses and the carriage and the driver. Yeah. I want okay. the guy to know that I'm paying his salary. This is my carriage. I okay. pay for him. Okay. I um I say to Croak that we should alter like I know Malachi needs to study from his spellbook, but I say like when Malachi's not studying, he should alternate in, but we should have always have one person outside the carriage walking alongside it to keep a lookout for any dangers on the road. I, I if not both of us, I agree. Okay. And I'll I want I do want to get two dogs now, I'm serious. Super okay. serious. You're super serious, you want these dogs, and yeah. the, there are kennels in Clydesdale. Let me I've open been told up. this is the best place for kennels. I want a dog that's actually going to fight and defend me. There are, in fact, three different kennel masters in Clydesdale. So if you want a hunting dog or a war dog, this is the place to buy them. Yeah, so I want, I want two sort of guard dogs. Two guard not, dogs. Not for property, but for me. Okay, like a... they are 25 gold each. Okay, so I shall give this guy a Zircon. Ooh, is that is worth 50? 50 golds, okay. yeah. Uh, is there a weight limit to how much we can put on that carriage before we start moving slower? I think it's going to be pretty high. The okay, carriage is so... going to move at your standard walking rate of 12, okay. just because it's two horses pulling it and everything. Okay, then we can just put our gear in the carriage. Yeah, But with uh, two horses pulling it, like it should carry a lot of weight. It will carry plenty of weight. Uh, I think at the point where you're adding like a thousand pounds, we should start trying to figure that out, but it can carry, it pull the carriage, the four of you, including your right, your groom, and all your existing gear. Like if you're trying to haul iron ore around, let's talk again. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, I think. Um, yeah, it's just. I think Van just puts his backpack okay. inside of the uh, carriage whenever they're walking. Okay. Uh, the other thing I want to note is now that you have horses and dogs, that's kind of like feeding expenses and that sort of thing. Um, we could roll that into your monthly expenses, but I think your monthly expenses should just go up a little bit. So instead yeah. of from here on out, why don't you all pay seventy 
60 goals. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I said I was looking after it, so I, I would argue 5 okay. gold per dog and 10 gold per horse or something like that. That sounds fair. So, Malachi, your living expenses are going to go up by uh, 30 gold a month. Okay. I um I point out that I only have about seventy gold. I don't have much to live on, so um, like I, I already occasionally rely on croak to pay for my living expenses, so I, I can't exactly take in more to my. Oh, do you need me to cover some of your living expenses? No, I, I paid this one. I paid fifty gold. Okay, I'm down to seventy, so I can't. No, I'm fine. Yeah. Okay. Well, the church has always relied on the donations of the sooner. of the people to fund themselves. Yeah, Van doesn't. Van just carries what he thinks he'll need. Okay. Uh, you know, can I roll some health for my dogs? Yes, I'm something? just looking up your dog stats right now. Um, let's see. Guard dogs are going to have war dog stats. They're just better trained. Yeah. Uh, so 2d8 plus 2 HP for each of your dogs. All right. <clears throat> 2d8 plus 2, right? 2d8 plus 2 each. 10 and 14. All right. Good. Um, they have Thaco 19. Yeah. AC 6. Thaco 19. Um, AC 6. And 2d4 damage. 2d4 damage. Okay. All right. Fantastic. Alright, uh, you guys end back up in... No, actually, hold on, we... I, there was a reason why I was asking if you guys brought any horses. So, you guys are on the road from Clydesdale to Redport. You've got horses pulling your carriage. You've got a groom. Who wants to name the groom? Because he's one of your followers now. I call him Jeeves. Okay, yeah. What do you I'm call him? Jeeves. Jeeves. Is that... I'm down with Jeeves. Yeah, can that be his name? Yes. Yeah, Jeeves. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I call him. <laughs> His name's actually like Michael, but we all call him Jeeves. He begrudgingly accepts the new name of Jeeves. Or she. Did you have a preference for gender of groom? It would be hilarious if it was a woman we all call Jeeves. I don't care either way. I would just roll for it personally. Um, someone roll a d6. 1, 2, or 3, it is female. 4, 5, or 6, it is male. Uh, I'll roll. Okay, I'll your idea. Okay. Male. Okay. A dude Dust. named Jeeves. Dodged a bullet on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Women just can't drive carriages. <laughs> yeah. So in all of our travels, have I come across like a young female uh, cleric of cheese at any point? No. Clerics of cheese are few and far between. I know, but I'm going to find one one of these days. Nick. It's gonna one of these days it's going to happen. My dogs uh, are cold. Anywho. Nope. So you guys are riding along. What is the... The, the setup for your I think situation. there's always two of us walking alongside the carriage. So it's just me and the carriage with the dogs. Yeah, really I... the carriage is for Malachi and occasionally when Croak gets exhausted because he's too damn fat to walk that much Yeah, he I imagine rests in the carriage. Yeah, you know, when Malachi doesn't have spells to study I imagine that they just kind of alternate out and sometimes somebody gets to relax. But um, yeah, generally I think Croak uh, and Van just walk outside to keep an eye out for any dangers on the road. So I mean, I would I'm too much walking, and I might lose this amazing round figure. So gotta I do make my... sure to lay on that time. Yeah, I do keep so my that... backpack in the carriage, so I'm a little bit lighter than usual. Okay. Do I get two days worth of studying per day then? Hold on, we're still on day one yet. Day one hasn't happened. All right. 
day one is about to happen. Crooked Van, you're walking alongside the carriage. Jeeves is pulling it or driving it. Malachi's inside studying. Yep. Um, and Bonding. Somehow, magically by chance, Van Helsing looks up towards the sky because he rolled a perfect roll on his surprise check. And griffins. you see a pair of griffins, a trio of griffins, actually, that seem oh. to be circling you guys. This okay. is why I asked if you guys had a horse. I say to... Okay, so I say to um, Croak, I like point up and I say, don't make any sudden movements, but we may need to abandon the horses. You <laughs> <laughs> no. know how much gold I just paid for them? Let's make I sure know. we protect these damn horses. We are not fighting three griffins, Croak. I have no interest in dying today. If they descend on these horses, we cannot fight this. Griffins are incredibly dangerous creatures. Okay, so can I take out my tent and cover the horses? Just, like, cover the horses like, with some I'm fabric? I'm set it up, but, like, lay the canvas over them to disguise them from the griffins from above. If yeah. you'd like to. Van, very I'll calmly. stop the cart and do that. And, like, tie it down with, like, my rope. And try to leave it so their legs can still walk, but, like, that they're covered. Van, very calmly, uh, you know, walks up to the carriage and, you know, says in, into it to Malachi, like, you may want to stop studying for a time being. It may be possible that we may need to make a, uh, a swift retreat from this carriage. I come my head out. Look up in the sky. Jesus. Perfect time, am I right? I bring out my two dogs and take a step back from the carriage and just kind of like gaze up. Yeah. Do I you say, have names for your dogs? Yes, Wolf and Bear. Okay. Awesome. I, uh, I say, just stay calm for now. We don't know what they're going to do. If they descend down, I don't believe we can fight this. I could try and scare them off. It's the, your funeral. The cart continues... The griffins circle for a little while, uh, and then two of them peel off and head elsewhere. But one stays, just kind of lazily circling the cart. Uh, it actually right. follows you for like 45 minutes while the other ones have departed. Have they like flown off clearly like way off in the distance? Yeah, they've gone. Okay. Yeah. Here's uh, the, the plan now. I'm getting ready to stinking cloud its approach as it, as if it tries to like dive the horse. I'm going to cloud it. The cloud that's per oh my god, that's so but that's cool. that's pretty much what happens because after 45 minutes since the other one's left, the single griffin stops its swirling and makes a sh dive okay. towards you guys. Uh, yeah, I think intercept of the cloud that's awesome. You've gonna you're gonna get your spell off because he's high enough that you've got plenty of room to interpose your spell. So that'll happen, and then we'll roll initiative. I'll do it at max range. Right. So, cast your spell. Poof, it goes off. It gets a saving um, throw. And is the spell... Does it... Is it the cloud colored? Ooh. Does it block I vision? I think... Yeah, I think it's um, an opaque cloud. But all the yeah. Opaque. Opaque. Yes. It's crazy nor north-westerners. They, they say things strange. Well, they're, they're almost Canadian. Opaque. opaque is... No, that's normal. Opaque. It is opaque. You crazy! I'm gonna I'm gonna chalk this up to colloquial differences. <laughs> uh, um, I definitely a... don't just mispronounce words all the time. It's okay. It I know say. someone that pronounces "crayon" like "crown," like what would sit on your head. Calls them crowns. Yeah. I know a whole fucking continent of people that can't say aluminium. So. Yeah, it's because we actually <laughs> spell it differently, Malachi. 
We spell it aluminum <laughs> and we pronounce it aluminum. Oh, it's got a double O in there or what? I mean, I don't know why you feel the need to add more syllables. A-L-O-O-M-I-N-U-M is how you spell it. I aluminum. Have... It's the same thing, except there's no I after... Um... After the, the end, at the end, okay. It, do it doesn't say that the cloud is um, opaque. It oh. doesn't. I mean, I would have... It's a billowing mass of nauseous vapors, though, so it sounds kind of opaque. I'm imagining it's green, right? But I yeah, I was, yeah, I was imagining like. If it doesn't say it blocks vision, I don't think it does. I think it's like a fog cloud sort of thing. Maybe it obscures yeah. vision a little bit, but you could still see or shoot through it at anything on the other side. Okay. Yeah. Um, Van, Van doesn't mind trying to drive off the uh, Griffin, but he doesn't want to engage in melee combat, so he's had his bow at the ready instead okay. of uh, prepping with the scimitar. So it's um, a safe versus poison. Anyway, the Griffin comes. Shrieks in its, in its dive and starts heading for you guys. It'll have to make its poison save, and I want you guys to roll initiative for the next round. Right, I will start, I guess. Five. Perfectly average. Okay, you guys are going to go first when we come back from our break. See you guys oh, on the other side. Bye bye. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Hardcore Heroes. You guys are on the road in the Windsong Hills. There is a griffin swooping down. You have one initiative. The griffin swoops through the noxious vapors. Stinking cloud, poison safe. Makes... Well, we want initiative, right? So don't we act before we... Before yeah, no, because I did that before. That was, yeah, that was before. Like surprise, yeah, right? yeah that, that's on the surprise round that happens. Okay. Um, yeah, I think it would pretty, be pretty clear if it passed its save or not. Probably it, because noxious. I, I think it would gas. just like start choking because they can't attack. Like they're literally too busy choking, yeah. vomiting to attack. Might even need to land, or it might even crash. Oh shit! I mean, it could do. If it crashes and kills us, that would suck. It kills. <laughs> it just like, the wishes broke. Like, no! I'm imagining something. Actually, that'd be amazing. It just like lands on top of you. No, I'm imagining like dive bombs and then crashes and just goes like face first into the ground and just like its head is stuck in the ground. The rest of its body is sticking up. All right, the Griffin fails its saving throw versus spell. Well done. Thank Any you. creature caught in the cloud and small saving throw versus poison or oh versus poison. Okay, still fail. Or be reeling and unable to attack because of the nausea for D4 plus one rounds after leaving the cloud. I shall roll. Shall I? Or do you want to roll? I will roll so it's done in secrets. You never know. Okay. Um, I think Van is going to take a shot at it with the bow. Wait, does it? what does it do, Nail? Does it... Um, it reels and... Uh, pulls up from its dive and kind of like a... Whoa, whoa, whoa. That didn't work out quite so well. So it doesn't continue its dive bomb towards the horses and said like pulls up. Okay. I think um, Van is still gonna take the shot, but he does he's not like trying to go for a headshot and murder this griffin. He just wants to like hit it and give it the idea of like, hey, fuck off here. Okay. Marking our territory, I guess. Uh and I will roll that. Does your cloud persist, Malachi? Yeah, but it'll disperse, so it'll start to like okay. if there's wind or whatever, it'll go away. Yeah. And we're outdoors, so that probably will happen pretty quickly. It's also yeah. up in the air, so... Yeah, so. it's also unlikely to go back into the cloud. 
Okay, yeah. so I'm going to tell the the driver like verbally to like go get away, like yeah. let us do. Just like have the yeah have the horses. Okay. Have him just like drive the cart down the road, and we'll deal with this thing. Make it run away. Okay, uh, Sean, Van Helsing, I, take, a yeah, shot. take a shot. Sixteen. Sixteen is a hit. Awesome. Whap! You strike the large-sized creature. I'll cast a light at it. Uh, what's the range of light? Third time lucky. Um, let me tell you right now. Ooh, can you? Yeah, you could catch the eyes of the creature. Yeah, even when it's flying. Why not? It's sixty odds, so it's in range. Okay. All right. Something happens or does not happen. Either way, you wouldn't be able to tell from where you are. Uh, down when we see like the light glowing from its eyes, if it had worked. If if it had worked and you had been close enough to see the light, but it's daylight out right now. Yeah, I so, mean, if it does come down and it did fail, it's save. We'll yeah, you could there. tell. All right, it's just too high up to tell whether it failed or not right now. Okay. Um, croak. Um, I knock one of my silver arrows because I'm out of other arrows. Potentially with a plus four to hit, or with minus four I see for the creature. I'll let I'll let uh, Neil decide what to do with that. What's its range at? You said 120. Uh, I don't think I even said it where it is. It's like 60 feet above you guys. 60 feet. Mm -hmm. That's well within my normal range. Okay. 18 to hit. Whap! You strike it. That's five points of damage with a silver arrow. Okay. I don't know if silver does anything to griffins. Probably not. But hey. Uh, you Neil, I fired two arrows in that fight with the ogres. Should we just say that I didn't bother to recover either of them? Yes, please. Out of 14. I appreciate, Croak, that you have run out of arrows and noticed it and are using your silver arrows instead. Um, second uh, shots for Croak and Van Helsing. I'm only going to take the one. I want to ration Oh, you stars. know what? Actually, it gets its turn, and it takes off, actually. It's got flight 30, so it can go up to 300 yards and around. Okay, so and it it goes. I mean, it, its flight is a little bit weird, and it kind of drops and goes. It looks clearly like it's a diseased bird trying to fly, but it flies three hundred yards away. Van um, kind of puts the bow on his back. Feels like a bit of a badass. Like it was teamwork, but he still feels pretty good about like literally just hitting this griffin midair, and then suddenly it flies off into the distance. Oh yeah, well done. I'm gonna Bob. assume that silver arrow's unrecoverable. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, all is well. You take off, the griffin's gone. You take the yeah, tarp off the horses, pack everything back up. You keep riding down the road. I think we go at a like slightly faster pace, if at all possible, for a couple of hours, just yeah. to um, like really try to close some distance. I get back to my studies. Yeah. But two hours later, <laughs> God. two hours later, Jeeves calls. He's been watching the sky. I mean, after a griffin almost attacks you, you watch the sky carefully. Uh, he knocks on the back of the, the wagon and goes, Croak! Uh, Master's Croak! Malachi and Van Helsing! It's back! Is it with more numbers or just on its own? You pop out and you take a look. It's just the single griffin. Probably the same one? Maybe not? Okay. We'll see. Um, but it is at, you know, way up in the sky and it has spotted you and it is coming for you guys so why don't we roll initiative for whenever you guys would be in maximum range okay um, 
someone want to do it? I'll do it this time. I haven't rolled initiative in a while. Is it charging the horses now, Oros? The griffin goes first. You can't really tell. I'm going to stay in the carriage until it... Until oh, my turn. Okay. So, if um, it does a dive bomb, that it can clear that distance really fast. It can dive bomb you from outside of your bow range to within to to melee and attack in a single round. Because they've got fly speed 30, and it's a charge, and you're going down, and they're meant to swoop. So the griffin swoops on one of your riding horses, okay. raking with its claws, and just trying to like land on the beast and tackle it to death. Oh, yes. Someone roll 3d8 for your horse's HP, and then probably immediately delete it all. Six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does this mean we can't pull the fucking carriage now? Uh, you can. You can pull with it one horse. Well. Yeah. Right, the griffin lands on a horse, and its talons dig into the sides. Its beak grabs into the side of the horse's neck, and the horse topples. The other horse next to it topples to the side. The entire wagon like goes up on one side and clatters back down once the horses fall to the ground. One horse has been ripped apart and spewing blood like three feet into the air through its massive arteries. Is it like carrying the horse off? No, 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 no. It's tackled the horse to the ground and is perched on it, ripping its neck apart with its big griffin beak. Van prepares to fire a shot with his bow and says, Someone light a torch! Drive it off with fire! I get out out of the the carriage and sick wolf and bear on it. Make their attacks. Alright, you're damn right I will now. Okay. They missed. And I cast Magic Missile. 2d4 plus 2 damage. 8. Ooh. Good good roll. Wait, now that it's on the ground, can we see if it's the same one based on, like, the arrow wounds and... Yes, uh, you see a silver... Or you see an arrow sticking out of its side. Two arrows (laughs) sticking out of its side. I recognize that arrow shaft. (laughs) Wait, how long is Light last? I am back inside the carriage now. Light lasts 10 rounds per level. Okay. I I thought it was like a multi-hour thing. No, no, no. It lasted 40 minutes, and then the griffin had to find you guys again, so it took two hours to get back. Um, Van Helsing. I fire a shot. Okay. Uh, Yeah. You're not likely to hit anything else. The horses are both on the ground. Uh, Sorry, I'm trying to pull up the tab. Here we go. Absolutely not worth having horses. Total miss. More trouble than it's worth. Well, you just rolled a random griffin encounter. Well. Um, Croak? Did you already go? No, I haven't gone. Um, He's out of ours, though. Yeah, I I guess... I guess I just broadsword this thing. I'm gonna walk up and try to chop it to bits. Alright. Do you have spells to help you if you, uh... At least don't die on the first round. I might. This this could be a terrible idea. Can I get like a back attack on it because it's busy yes, with the horse? Absolutely. Okay. Plus two. Come on, Crook. Yeah. Hit. Hit. Uh, Griffin considered a medium or large size creature. They are large. They're nine okay. feet long. D six plus one. Five. You cut deeply into the griffin. It screams in pain. It's already been 
you know, shot in the chest a few times. It's been magicked with the missile. Now it gets a sword in its hind quarters. It reels. Is that everyone's turn? Yeah, I don't take a second shot because I'd have to fire into melee, right? Right. Okay, so Van is going to put the bow back and draw his scimitar and shield. Initiative. I'm going to roll initiative because yeah. I'm going to get clawed to death here if we lose it. Yeah. Roll low. Five. Very Griffin average. goes first. It wheels from its horse prey and lunges itself at Croak. AC six. Come on, Croak. You're all right. I might. You got HP for days. Oh shit! Its talons, uh, its beak rips into you, Croak. If you don't die, or actually, no matter what, we should probably just cut this horse free and let it take it. Its beak rips into you for ten points of damage, ripping apart your shoulder. I'm okay. Uh, and right. one of its claws rakes across your face for two points of damage. You're all right. I'm still okay. Thank Christ I leveled up last session. Yeah. All right, it's our tux. I, my dogs fucking eat this thing. Get him. Get him. 12? No. Taco 19? No? No. All right. I've got okay. nothing. Neil, with shield out... Could I heal? I have to touch Croak to heal him, right? Mm-hmm. Could I literally shove him out of the way when I do so? You like want to like interpose yourself between him and the Griffin yes. and heal? Yeah, that's totally legit. Okay. Croak, I shout Croak to run to me. Four HP back. Great. Okay. Awesome. Um. Yeah. So I guess I get shoved out of the way. Do I have to make a fighting withdrawal to avoid attack of opportunity? No. No. He has. He's putting yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I've got like okay. my shield up, and I like at this point I um I want to shout like, cut the horse free! It's already dead. Let it take its prize. And I, I kind of want to like disengage from this griffin, but I, I have to. Next you have yeah, yeah. Uh, Malachi. You've got two dogs. They've already yeah. attacked. What are you doing, Malachi? I'll. Um. Do you have another magic missile? No. Darn. I was thinking about casting invisibility on you, but I don't think I will. Right. I'll just. I'll just do nothing. Jeeves is under the wagon. You coward, Jeeves! I don't have a weapon! <laughs> what do I pay that one gold for? <laughs> to drive the horses! <laughs> uh, no no attacks for you, Malachi? Are you done? You just chilling? Um, well, are they still in combat? If I sling, can I just hit the griffin on? Uh, no. You have a 30% a chance to hit Van Helsing. 30%? 33.3. If, if I had that field plate, I would tell you to do it. Nah, I'm not doing it. Okay. Not Initiative for next round. Alright. Uh, I'll roll Kill it. Time, time, yeah. Four. Party goes first. Kill it, man. Fucking kill it, yeah. Let the, the, dogs, the dogs keep going. I'm gonna get some attacks here. Fuck's sake. Nope. The dogs bark. The griffin, like, leaps up in the air, combating its wings to stay above the dogs, and then landing again. Ban. Um, fuck it, they want to kill it. I roll. I roll the hit. Eight. Wild ah. miss. Shoot it, Croak. It's okay. Melee. I can shoot it, but you're in melee. Yeah. One or two to hit Van Helsing. Three, four, five, six to hit the Griffin. How much health do you have, Van? Full. Uh, Twenty-two. Oh man. I'm gonna try to but shoot I'm, it. I'm a little bit worried it'll just fucking one-shot me, but yeah. Go for it. Fuck it. I don't care. Two. That's Van. Roll the hit. 
12 misses, right? That's a yeah. miss. Miss. Uh, what's okay. your Thacko's 18? 18. What's your AC van? Five. Okay. Woo! Uh, the clatters off of Van's shield. Uh, Malachi. Uh, right, it's not going to happen twice. I'll kill the griffin. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot it. <laughs> it's not going to happen twice. <laughs> yes. Yes! Oh. Roll the hit. Uh, 17. Hit! Right. Your monsters can't fuck with me. damage. <laughs> Your sling clatters into the side of the griffin's skull, and it wavers and collapses to the ground in a heap of feathers and muscle. All right, I Van walks up to Malachi and like puts his hand on his shoulder and says, "Malachi the ogre slayer, Malachi the griffin slayer." Ogre slayer. There was more, wasn't there? A time with the bandits outside the window. This sling is uh, serving me quite well. I heal my dogs and then pet them. And then, I don't know, I don't pat them that much because they were kind of useless. Um, okay, so Van is going to think like a wizard for a second, and he asks Malachi, are there any components from a griffin, eyes, teeth, anything that might be useful for potions or spells or anything? Uh, nail. Um, I don't think so. Griffin feathers are cool. You could probably sell them in bulk to somebody for something. Like yeah, a, maybe, to a curiosity shop. How much does it? Uh, or something. Yeah, how much does it weigh? Like, could we put it on the carriage without selling it? Oh no, there's only one horse left. Yeah, there's yeah. only one horse. It's gonna weigh an absolute shitload, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Would it be possible that Huge. we could load that horse onto the carriage without slowing it down much? Because then we could always just leave that if more griffins start to tail us. Uh, no, no. I think a griffin and a horse probably weigh about the same. Okay, it's in think, yeah, I'll just could leave I it on the road. Butcher the griffin. Make like griffin steaks. If you guys want to spend a few hours to just like camp here, um, is and... it close to camp time or not? That probably seems like a it's bad like idea. Two thirds yeah, of the way through the day. Like... How long would it take to skin it quickly to like get a bunch of the feathers? To skin it or to get the feathers? Well, just I mean, you're gonna have to skin it to get the feathers. Yeah, you can't just pluck them. Like how, a chicken. How long would it take first to get them? Hmm? What? I think plucking the feathers would damage them. Yeah. I don't know. I've never plucked a bird before. I figured you just pulled the feathers out. If you can just pull them out, how long would it take us to get like a decent number of feathers from it? What's a decent number of feathers? Uh, enough that you could like pounds. make. I mean, uh, I, you guys could spend like fifteen minutes and all sit around the griffin picking its feathers and just collect a whole cart full of griffin feathers. Yeah, I, mean, I, I want like I'll take feathers. three. I'm not sticking around. I'll just grab a handful. I mean, yeah, I think we can just grab a bunch of griffin feathers. We might as well. Might be able to make something cool out of them. I'm looking to see if there's actually any griffin related materials, but I don't see any griffin anything. I think we could take the head as like a trophy, right? If we just chopped its head off, and then we could sell all the feathers to, um, we could sell all the feathers to Boren or a good number of them. Keep uh, in his good graces. Yes, that uh, you know. Now you're thinking like a Witcher crook. <laughs> okay so you guys yeah. spend some time you cut off the head of the griffin you gather a bunch of feathers yeah and that I think takes that's like 15 it. minutes like, no it's gonna go take like 45 minutes okay as long as it takes under an hour i'm okay with doing yeah that. all right okay you know have a griffin head and just a crap ton of griffin feathers okay and then we how just... many pounds two pounds of griffin feathers okay two pounds we can of griffin just put those feathers. on the carriage 
I right, continue we'll, to study now. Yeah, we'll, okay. we'll get back to town a little bit more slowly, but we'll, we'll get back to town. The remainder of your three-day journey is pleasant and uneventful. Well, I would argue I get two days of study per day, right? Yeah, and also, I by sure. default, I take two healing spells a day. Um, I cast them on uh, Croak for every day. I have one left for the day, so at the end of it, I'll okay. give it to Croak. Sure. Okay. Um, you fail shield. Okay, how far into the three days? Uh, it's a sing so uh, that full day, just Wednesday. Um, you just yeah, you fail it within one day. What other spells do you want to learn? Yeah, let me. Um, I guess I'll take next. Um, mm, Is that six for me, Sean? Yes. Um, um, at the end of the so, can we just say that languages? Sorry. Um. So basically, I take two healing spells per day, and at the end of the days, assuming I didn't need them for anything else, I would just heal him before I went to sleep. I'm at 16 of 18 with that With that six. So Can we just I say that he went to full before we got back to town? Since sure. I yeah, there's no more encounters. You guys will be at full. Okay. Um, what's your chance to learn again, Malachi? I was 75. 75? Okay. You fail Comprehend Languages on Thursday, and you've got one more day of travel. Fuck. Oh. You. You specifically. Um... Next is message. Is that also a first level spell? Yeah. Uh, just roll. You can roll it in chat since it's or roll it in roll twenty since there's no time. Like you're gonna learn it or fail it in a single day. I'm going for low, right? Low, seventy-five or lower. Is that the same spell that I have. Pass. Oh, no. All right, message. you gain comprehend languages. No message, right? Message. Yes. Sorry. Yes. Um, and by fra Saturday, you arrive back in Redport. Handy dandy happy Redport. Um, I think the first thing I do is I go up to the town crier for the job that we were contracted to do. <laughs> Get the double reward. The town crier. Um, yeah, you come up to him and you see him. He's doing his normal crying, you know. Uh, anyone want to kill the monster of Ratberg? The monster of Ratberg. Please, somebody one. come and kill the monster of Ratberg. Yeah. Van walks up and is like, there's another? Is it Buck? Oh God, you guys! Where have you been? We've been in <laughs> we've been in Hillsborough recently. Oh sweet Jesus and apple pie! My God, Ratsburg people are something's back. It might be the same creature. It might be something else. It showed up for three days a couple weeks ago, and it it came in the night and it ripped them to shreds. They brought the bodies of the people here. It was oh. likely the same creature. We drove it off, but it was sentient. It may have wanted revenge. I told them to change the dumb name. <laughs> Uh, tell me, before any of that, we do, I think the issue that you sent us to deal with in Hillsborough is much more in-depth than you were expecting. We may want to ah, have a yes. private we, conversation about that. We have received word from Baron Wiley of, uh, it's the resolution of the problems down there. Um, thank you. <laughs> uh, yes, I believe there was talk of payment for the job. I believe Baron Wiley already compensated your group for this? We received a paltry sum of gold, and I suppose one of us did receive a knighthood. He blinks in kind of confusion. Like, <laughs> received a knighthood? Paltry gold? He's kind of like, um... Yes, well, I, I understand what you're saying. I, I understand. We did we did receive compensation, from you. but uh, the issue in Ratberg, we can 
We can discuss this a bit later. We just got back to town after a harrowing three-day journey and an encounter with the Griffin. I would like a bit of time to rest. Hmm. Uh, he fills you in on the details. So it is Saturday. So one, two, uh, so two and a half, no, like three weeks ago, some thing appeared in the night and started killing people. Um, the town, like the town's lost five people over the course and no one knows what the cause of the creature is, but it only shows up in the night and it only showed up for a couple of days and then it was gone. Has it come back since? No. Well, he hasn't had any messages of it coming back since. Maybe the whole town's dead. Um, who knows? It's that kid, I'm telling you. I was right the whole time. <laughs> I'm not there, though, so I'm not telling you this. I don't... I don't know how I feel about going back to that thing. That was a close call. It was, but... I feel like we could kill it now, but... Yes, we would be better prepared this time. It... Tell you what, friend. Um, give us the day to think about it. If if there is another message that comes from that town, and it turns out the creature has returned and has struck again, uh, we will most definitely go up. But for now, we, we may go up just to check on the town's current status. We, we need the day to think about it. We have been gone for quite some time. Okay. All right. And I think that's actually going to wrap us up for the day. Okay. Um, okay. I think that's it. A bit more, uh, bit more XP now? A bit more XP. Okay. Mm -hmm. So next session, are we going to open with the heist? Um, I feel like that's been a long time in coming. Yeah, I think next session we we just do all that stuff. All right, don't miss find... next session because I might die in the first hour, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I will find something for Bandu so there can be like thirty minutes of croak, and then Bandu has like some dumb five minute thing where he just does some shenanigans. Sure. I feel like once the I think I think once the heist is done, I think Croak is done doing thiefy things for a while, right? It's gonna be the yeah. fallout of that, and then. Do you need my help with that Croak? Party. I um, God, I don't know that you're planning a heist. I would suggest that normally I would suggest that we wait since he probably knows who we are at this point, and I do want that field plate before we have to skip town. Uh, everybody, please mark two eighty five experience. We'll... Croak, do you need my help with the? I will want it, but I'm not going to ask you to do too much. I have a plan. Um, okay, let's see. Everyone role plays their character very well. Hmm, surprise, surprise. Everyone marked <laughs> on 200 experience for that. Um, I'm going to give Croak another 400 experience for throwing the tarp over the horses. Three griffins is prob probably would have killed the entire party. <laughs> if we had run off and left the horses, would they have given up on us? Yeah, totally. Okay. Um, Griffins will they you know they will fight to the death over horse meat, and they will yeah you know, they they just love horses. It's like coke for them, or heroin. Um, blah 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 blah. Clever ideas. That was great. That all that's all crap. Malachi, you got now? two spells. Um, yeah. Do I get a clever idea for copying the getting each of us to copy? Sure. Off mark fifty for clever idea. Mark. Uh, 50 for your light, which did hit its eyes, and 100 for the stinking cloud. And magic um, missile. Another 50. Oh, yeah, another 50 for magic missile. Uh, uh, I learned um, message. It's 100. Uh, also, Malachi, not Malachi, uh, Van Heel saying, I want to give you 100 experience for knocking Croak out of the way at that last moment because one more Griffin attack would have fucking wrecked yeah, him. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Saved my life. So, mark 100 for that. All right. 
Uh, did we get Nick's clever idea about like exchanging spell scrolls so that yeah, no. Well, well, yeah, whatever. 185 yeah. for the uh, other. You gave you gave everyone a certain amount. Was it 385 for or doing the visual? Uh, you gave everyone certain 285 amount, like, for the the combat and quests. Yeah, yeah. 314 with bonus. Okay. Does anyone level or get close to leveling? Uh, I'm about 2,000 off. Yeah, okay. not me. All right. So that's it for this week's Hardcore Heroes. We will see you guys next week at our normal time of noon Pacific. And hopefully we'll be on a much more reg a much regular, more regular schedule. Yes. More, more regular. More regular schedule. Um, that's it. See you guys later. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. See ya. Someone Bye. put a post a Reddit thread. I did, yes. Already done. It's all Already up. done. Come, come tell us all about it. Bye, guys. We love to, we love to check it. Yep.